Blog Talk Radio. Message me, Carlotta Chatwood Facebook page, 
say hi or tell me what y'all like to hear on the show, what y'all want to hear me talk about. If you got a topic, because y'all, y'all will send some news articles and stuff like that. You got a topic or something you want me to talk about? Yes, yes, and yes. Will I be? Will I go to YouTube ever? <laughs> Eventually, you know what? I have. I. I I'm, 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 let me just say this, okay? Eventually, I'm going to change platforms. I'm not going to say where. I'm going to still be on Block Talk, but I'm going to do a different platform too, okay? And I will let y'all know, okay? And I will let you know if it's YouTube. <laughs> all right, all right, okay? So there's there's that, all right? Man, how has my week been? This has been a slow week, honey. It's been quite a, I've really had a quiet week. Congratulations to all. Wait a minute. Let me stop. Y'all know how I be doing that on these streets. I jump from topic to topic. Congratulations to all the graduates. Man, how exciting. Graduation from high school, uh, uh, grade school, <laughs> middle school, <laughs> and college and masters and doctorates and all that congratulations to y'all all man my little cousin kenya graduated congratulations to her she becomes the second girl girl in our family to get her degree so shout out to you shout out to miss kenya and uh, to my wonderful beautiful beautiful friends from uta that graduated and became uta alums oh my god it's so many people i don't want to miss everybody but my my three main ones bethany and and kalechi and davy congratulations man i'm so proud of y'all and anybody else i miss congratulations okay man it's such a beautiful achievement to do it. Man, I was so excited. Let me tell you, December, I was hyped. I was happy. I was so glad to get it over with. But there is that period, you know, of like even for me being older, there's this period you have after graduation where you're like, okay, because it's like for me it's been such a major goal. Like this is my second, like, degree. My my first degree, I got my associate's degree a few years ago, and then I got my uh bachelors and so it's like you know you go through this time where you go okay so you know what am I going to do with this you know <laughs> I mean but I already knew I already you know I already that was just a goal because my you know my granny was like don't finish it you got it out here don't leave it out here you know and stuff like that and man it listen you go through that moment but then you start picking up and you will realize hey especially when you're younger and I say when you're younger take a moment like when you're young, take a moment, breathe. When you're old, take a moment, breathe. Realize your accomplishment. It's a great thing. What you have done is hard. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. It's tough getting your college degree. I'm going to just say this. It takes a lot of, I know nowadays people be like, they be giving them out like it's, you know, cupcakes and stuff like that. But nah, but for real, to be diligent. And to be diligent, you know, at 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 doing something for uh, for a time when you're young. I did mine when I was old. I had to go back, right? And so to do that is so powerful. I mean, it speaks to your endurance. It speaks to your um, your what else? Um, what other word is it for um, for your endurance? Your um, your um, what is the word? Your 
your ability to not give up on something, to not give in, and especially to do it when you're young in this day and age. There was distractions in my day and age, but when there are so many distractions around your world, man, all day long, okay, just distractions everywhere, and it's so easy to give up and quit. So it is such a powerful thing to have stuck to something and to have finished it. I applaud anyone who does that, okay? And, you know, and I really applaud uh, students, people who go back to school, you know, when they're older, because that's really – that shit really get hard then when you're going back. Life done hit. You know, you got life. Everybody's coming at you. Like your parents is older. Like your parents, when you was in school, like the first time around, you know, you didn't finish, you didn't realize what you was doing, right? You know what I'm saying? Like I, looking back at my life when I was young, like I was, you know, I was 19 and I, was, I went to school and so I was playing around. So I didn't really catch it. And I went to ORU and stuff like that. I didn't realize because my parents, it was a different story. My grandparents was young then. You know, they was like, okay, hey, Kiki, you know, we got this or whatever. You don't realize how deep that is, how, that, how much, how helpful that is. So, <clears throat> you know, you don't want to mess it up when you, you, when, in your youth. But when you go back as an older person, life is different. You ain't got that support like you used to. A lot of times you be supporting, you be taking care of your parents. <laughs> or you got others like, listen, that's, that's me with my situation, you know. So I'm, so has I, and I'm the, I, listen, you know, everybody got that one in their family where they like, you the one. You know, where you take care of them, I'm the one. <laughs> All right? So, so like, so, you know, you where you taking care of your parents and stuff like that. And then you just have life circumstances. All things about life is happening around you. So if you're a non-traditional student and you're going back and you're finishing your degree and you finish your degree, I applaud you in that. Or going back to get your GED, whatever you're going back to do, it is, that's hard, especially when life is hitting you. That's why young people do it when you're young and you got your family around you. And if that's what you really want to do, finish when you are in the prime of your because it gets harder as you get older. But it don't mean it can't be done, but it just gets a little harder. So congratulations to all the graduates out there. Shout out to y'all, okay? All right. And for me, let me tell you, it was easier because I had no kid. I had no kid. I had, I, had my, I had wonderful teachers, like teachers who were telling me, it was like, oh, my God. Like I had one teacher who had, she has four children, and she still manages to act and do her stuff. I'm like, wow, wow. Like, you're like a real life, she's she like a real life superwoman and teach and do all this stuff. I was like, look, man, I ain't really, I ain't got, I, you know what I'm saying? I don't even got no kids. I'm up here like, woo. But she, you know, it, it's just a powerful thing. So it's it's so uh, powerful about, um, you know, like what you can do. Just always, I always tell people, always see your, it's hard sometimes, but to always see your advantages and blessings. God gives you certain advantages that you don't understand. I remember when I was young, sometimes I did not understand my advantages. You know, like, you know, my family always, people always see, or friends of mine are teasing, like, you know, yeah, you, sometimes you don't get it. They'll say, you little princess or whatever, but I didn't, sometimes I didn't realize that because, a lot of times I would be focusing on things that really weren't that important in your prime of your youth and stuff like that. But 
when you see it the earlier in your life that you can begin to see the advantages of, and not look at them as disadvantages, but advantages. Even the things that are setbacks sometimes are advantages for you. So, I mean, while I wish, like I look at my life and I say, I wish I had done some things when I was younger, but I got to say, the advantages of me finishing my college degree when I was, oh, oh my God, it was, I feel like I got so much more out of it. I feel like it was, it was so much it was much more important to me now because I understood what it what the thing was then, you know. But I'm not saying that for everybody. If you could see the advantages of things that you have when you're younger, like not you you don't have a family yet, you got your parents behind you, and all those things, those are advantages and pluses. When you're older, if you are single or if you are you don't have any children or or all the you know, or you have a supportive a spouse or supportive family, I mean, everything, there are so many great advantages around you. And even look at the disadvantages sometimes because sometimes those are advantages. Is that your answer was? I think it is. <laughs> Y'all know I do, I do for the, my regular listeners. I do this thing every week called It's a Word. I usually do it. I haven't been doing it lately, but I wasn't planning on doing it, but that's y'all It's a Word, okay? So that's how it's a word. I always recognize the great advantages that you have around you that sometimes seem like disadvantages, but are great advantages, okay? Uh, another thing, okay? I'll, I'll talk about that later, okay? Cause y'all, some of y'all was asking me about my idea about we were talking about gun violence last week, and I do want to address what I said, and so I will, I'm going to come back to that in a minute. But, child... We got to talk about Power Book Ghost. Baby, baby, stars thought they was going to make us wait, okay? That's why I be mad at stars. I be like, how you going to make, I can go on TV. I don't like, I be mad at these streaming services when they be releasing stuff a week here, a week there. That's why I love Netflix. Netflix is like, release all, release all that stuff right now. Just release it all at once. I like to watch my stuff when I can't. Power be making me mad when it waits a week. Because I be like, no, nobody, the people, I hate that. Just release all the shows or whatever. But Power thought, in this day and age, they was going to make us wait a week for 9 and 10. Okay? Shout out to the, the leakers of the world. I know, because I couldn't wait. Because I was like, oh, my God. Y'all, I'm a Power Book fan. Like, I've become a Power Book And I really love Tyreek. And, you know, like, the, I mean, Michael Rainey Jr., Mary J. Rock, I love that whole set. I like Power Book both Ghost way better than I did Power, okay? Listen, Power Book 2, if y'all have not seen, they leaked 9 and 10 this week. <gasps> I don't want to spoil it for y'all. But just say, there are some comebacks, baby. Y'all gonna. Power Book fans, y'all going to be like, oh, listen, it was so good. I'm going to watch it again because some of the spoilers, because, you know, the spoilers sh- shows sometimes they, 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 they videos be a little grainy and stuff. Yeah, when that, that morning I was online, so, and I get this, I got this person I listen who who be having a drop on power, right? You know, I be having some, some people who got some drops on power, right? And so one of the people in our little group was sending out links 
before nine and ten. I said, what? I said, y'all got, don't tell me y'all got to see the. They said, we already seen it. I said, wait a minute. Man, all I got to say, I ain't going to mess it up for y'all. I'm not going to mess it up for y'all, but let me just say, let me say. Listen, the Emmy Awards to say to, I want to say this to the Emmy people at the Emmys. To overlook the great work of the people at the power of the power universe is crazy. I mean, it is such fabulous actors in the power universe. Okay, not all black people know how to be gangsters. Okay, I don't know what y'all thinking that this this is some. That's why I be thinking that these these some of these white folks that run the Emmys and all that stuff be thinking about us like, oh, that's just a natural thing. They know how to be gangsters. No, the hell we don't. Everybody ain't born. In the hood, everybody ain't born. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? With it, Michael, look, Michael Rain Jr. been poor. Look, that kid been acting since he about three. Shoot, he don't know nothing about him, probably too much about no hood. I mean, and to see like to his to see his range, I'm so like I'm so proud of this kid because I particularly am really proud of Michael Rainey because he didn't want to take power. I like his story when I, I listen to him, and I sometimes I feel like it's so much pressure on him, and he he doesn't say it. But he didn't want to take it. He didn't think Power Book Ghost was going to do well because everybody hated the character Tyreek. And I was listening to Courtney Kemp, and she said she told me she said it's going to be okay. And listen, now hit that show is such a runaway hit. I just was like, and it's so many great actors around him, the guy Gianni or whatever. So many Method Man, Mary J. Blige. I mean, people, and just the whole cast. I mean, uh, the dude who plays Kane, who plays Bobby Brown, Woody. Oh, my God, he is fabulous. He's just an actor, okay? And I feel like the same thing about Tyreek, too. I mean, I, think, I mean, the character of Michael Rainey Jr. has that same energy. I, it, um, it is such a good tale. What I've seen the last, yeah, I had some problems with the first few episodes, but these last two episodes make up for everything. And, man, let me tell you something. Season four is going to be, I can't imagine, it's going to be a mad house, okay? It's going to be nutty over there, a power book ghost, okay? Y'all, it's some, it's some shockers. Man, that last scene, the last scene, in the season finale, just leave, you just sit there. First of all, Episode, episode 9 was good. She's supposed to be next week. But the season finale 10, the whole time your mouth just going to be open like, huh? <laughs> like when Sax got killed last week, your mouth was open how Sax got killed. Y'all like how Sax got it. Everybody was like, oh, no, y'all going to be the whole 10. You're going to be like, huh? What? Okay, by next week I'm gonna give y'all time, okay? Because I'm I'm gonna give I'm dropping spoilers next week, okay? 
but God bless. But let me tell you, the season 10, the last two, maybe two to three scenes, all of the whole season, the whole, I mean, episode 10 of season 3, all of them are going to leave your mouth open, okay? Season 9, I mean, episode 9 is going to leave your mouth kind of like, what? But 10, baby, 10, 10 is going to be like that, especially the last couple Y'all going to be like, no, they didn't. <laughs> Y'all going to be tripping. Y'all are going to love it. Okay, you Power Book fan, if you haven't seen it, I mean, I just can't even, I can't even say enough about Power Book Ghost, okay? Man, great stuff, man, over there. The last two, I mean, just 10 is something else. That's all I can say. Ten, episode 10, I was just like, what? Really? Hold up. I don't know if they can top 10. I don't know if they can top. I don't know if they can top this. I, I, I'm sitting here, you know, I thought the best season, that one where Tyreek was in the red suit and he turns it all around when he's sitting on the court, when he's sitting there, when him and Tasha come with a plan and remember Tommy's there to kill Tasha. And all that, I thought that's that last, this, uh, the first season, I think, and that last episode, I was like, how they going to top that when Tyreek is sitting there in you know, the red suit and Tyreek like, you know, he he turned the whole thing around everything and he's looking like the devil. I thought, I was like, no, you know, they can't top that. Oh, my God. Listen, I don't know how they could. I don't know. I'm just trying to figure out how y'all going to top 10. And let me just see. I tell y'all, I, I see there's a reason probably why we have not seen any trailers of Power Book Force. Because everybody's been like, why we ain't seen no trailers of Power Book Force with Tommy, Egan, and stuff? There's a reason. Okay, I will tell you. I won't spoil it for you, but I believe there's a reason because I believe – just all I just say is I believe there's going to be a crossover. So like, if y'all didn't if power, if y'all didn't cross this over, y'all crazy. I, y'all crazy if y'all didn't cross it over the force. If y'all don't cross that last scene of ten over the force, oh my God, y'all y'all missed the opportunity. <laughs> but I just feel like that's what they're gonna do. So that's I, I had to give a shout out to the Power Book fans because I know how we are. We like, oh my God! And everybody was like, Power was trending the other day. And I was reading people's comments and some people was like, oh my God! You know, people, people, there were some people talking about send me links, send me. <laughs> I mean, it was just great. Okay, that's a, it was good, good stuff. Okay, so I gotta talk about Amori Hardrick. Okay, because. a lot of y'all listen it's not that i don't like omori i like omori he's a great actor okay i didn't like the character ghost i just i felt ghost had i felt ghost had a fitting in i i did i and i, I understand the rumors were that Amor, omori hardrick didn't like the idea of ghost being killed by his son but i was like yes no yes no it was you might not like it as the actor and i get that because we as actors sometimes think we know characters sometimes better than our our creators, it's just like God knows us, okay? That's how I feel like the God, I just feel like writing is very close to God-like, okay? 
creating characters, creating music, sound, whatever. It's 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 it's, it's, it's you as a human getting to practice uh, the uh, creative ingenuity of God. Okay, you know what I'm saying? Just just the creative power of God. And um, as an actor, sometimes you get when you're acting and you're you're working on a character or something, you get to know a character so well. You embody that character. You become you become that character. And um, sometimes you do have great insight that the writers can get from you. And like, but here's the thing. Like, like to me, gotta get rights our rights our rights a story for us. But we complete the story because we are uh, free will humans. And people are like how, people always have telling me. Carlotta, I don't understand how you can believe in free will. God is a God of free will. I mean, doesn't God intervene? I said God intervenes because he knows. You know why God intervenes? Because he knows what you're getting ready to do. Like, people always point to me, like, the task. And it's so hard for people to understand. But people say to me, you know, what about that? You know, in the Bible where it talks about uh, uh, that fair, I mean, that uh, God hardened Pharaoh's heart. I mean, that's God intervening. I said, no, it's not. (laughs) I said, you know, most scholars believe Pharaoh had already made his decision. So God, when it says God hardened his heart, God already took a decision that he was going to make and made him strong in it. Already. So sometimes we'll make decisions in life and the intervention will be God will be like, okay, they've made that decision. Okay, so I'm going to work from the outside realm. I know that's hard for people to believe, but that's what I believe, okay? But it's the same thing with a character. A character sometimes, even though a, 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 I bet Courtney Kim could speak to this, but and other writers, great writers, you know, and stuff, that when you're writing a character, they'll take on a life of their own, and they'll start to tell you, hey, this is how my story should end. They will speak that creatively to that creator, and, and and that creator will begin to put it on the books. There's a lot of rumors about why Omori Hardrick, what happened, whatever would goes. I felt his side of the story was over. I mean, he's been going eight to nine seasons uh, on Ghost. I mean, we couldn't go nowhere else. Where else was we going to go? We had already saw all the the adventures of Tommy and Ghost. Now, here, Amori is a, a Capricorn, so I know he got that Capricorn energy. He feel like he worked real hard at something. I get it, all that. Mm-hmm. But Capricorn energy is also devil energy. You know, in the tarot, they always showed Capricorn as the, the devil, the goat. <laughs> There's a reason for that, though. But, uh, but you know, like, hey, Scorpios are always death or our symbol because of transformation and stuff like that, okay? But, um... But he, uh, let me see, he had some things to say about, uh, let me see if I can find the clip, about him coming back to power book, uh, I mean, him being coming back to power. Now, I'm going to tell you my thoughts on Amori. Hey, listen, don't get mad at me. It's just my opinion, you Ghost fans, okay, because I know y'all be, a lot of y'all out here, Still, even though Courtney Kemp done said, Ghost is dead, Ghost is dead, Ghost is dead, Ghost is dead. And I'm really waiting for her to address this because from what I gathered, 
when he's saying they offered him just a year and a half ago and just that time, he's kind of making that sound strange. I love to hear what Courtney Kemp and Star's take on that because the rumor is that they offered him to come. They wanted him to come read like that letter Tyreek gets in jail. They asked, wanted him to do that, and they also wanted him to make an appearance as a ghost, like you know, because Tyreek often has. Of visions where he sees, you know, that's the thing in Power Book Ghosts, where sometimes you will see visions of somebody you killed or somebody done t- talking to you and stuff like that. So people thought that. And then when Courtney Kemp was on The Crew Has It, which is a Michael Rainey show with Giovanni guy, I forget his name, Gino, something like that, th- she said that Ghost is dead, but his story isn't done. Okay, and I, I, it, it, there's more story to tell about him. And so that is what I'm thinking they were trying to do, okay? I I think Ghost Child killing him, they were, I think they were already building up to that moment. Tyreek was such a terror because nobody would be honest with him. And I think that the at the end, especially those last two episodes of Power where Ghost is just acting like a company. For To me, Ghost comes full circle and shows who he really is because my personal opinion about the character of Ghost is that Ghost was a narcissist, okay? Ghost manipulated, and it's not right. Hey, listen, it's, everybody can be have narcissists, every human being. That's an overused term today, but every human being can have narcissistic qualities, okay, and narcissistic ways. It's, a, it's, you know, where we get into self, okay, every one of us, all right. But to me, Ghost was a very great at manipulating the things and people around him to try to get them to do what he needs, what he needs them to do, okay. And, you know, he had to somewhat become a little bit of power because he was the kind of stuff he was dealing with as a criminal, right. But in that, he loses his family, and he loses his family. And a lot of people, what, here's the thing, and I heard a, another lead character of a show, and I forget what show it was, and one of the, this person was a lead character of the show, and the, the person said, they wrote my character so good that the fans love me no matter what, but they didn't understand I had a lot of horrible qualities. Shout out to Courtney Kemp because she wrote Ghost so well, that people would cheer his bad, you know, it's like Tyreek. We cheer Tyreek's bad qualities because Tyreek is a picture of ghosts. He is the sins of the father uh, coming to visit the son, okay? And uh, uh, in, in Tyreek's case, our thing is can he outrun his father's legacy, okay? So I, I, I think, I, I mean, you know, listen, <laughs> I mean, you know, if you know anything about parents and trying to outrun legacies and stuff like that, man. So I feel like I get what Courtney Kent was trying to do there. So I think that, um, but yeah, let's let me let me let me see if I can find that so we can talk about him and what he had to say this week, and I'll get uh, my opinion of Omari. And while I feel like my personal opinion, I can't tell him how to do his stuff, but I'm just saying, I feel like he's approaching. Uh, the store thing the whole uh, wrong way. Let's see. Okay, let's see. How much power do you get when you're walking around? Yeah, I get it. 
you know what happened, Rich, was that there was not. It's one thing in basketball, football, baseball, the world sport, soccer, tennis, whatever. Mm-hmm. Everybody is still playing themselves. So I said to somebody, I said to a fan the other day, I said, Omar, you can never be offended. The fans are saying that you just, that role, and I'm like, I try to bring that to every performance. It would be as if one performance from one of the greats in any respective sport, that someone relegates them to only that singular performance for that singular game. Right. You know, I mean, it's, it's like almost going, forget you, Kareem. You got hurt. We know the story. Magic went in, 45 points, rookie year, playing center, guarding five people. You're out. Kareem goes, wait, I got like 30,000 more games to play. Now nah, you're out. So it's, it's an interesting thing to uh, have the love conjoined with, cool, the mother. I get it, though. But when are you coming back for power? How much power do you get when you're walking around? Okay, so that's the first part he talked about, and he talked about this on the Rick Elson show, where he talks about being typecast, okay? And listen, it's hard to see. Let me just say this about Amori Hardrick, though. Listen, I'm going to just say this straight up. He brings that to every character, that intensity. You know, every actor has a thing, man. Like, you, you have a thing about you. It, it's, it's great when you find a teacher who can tell you what that is. Like with me, sometimes I didn't. I can I can go real evil, or I can go just the most innocent, motherly like character. <laughs> um, um, I have extremes, but I bring such presence. I'm 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 intense. So so so, Omori has like, he's like Angela Bassett in some ways. He has loads of intensity. Like you know, his presence is felt on the screen, like, his presence is felt. So my personal opinion is when you're that type of actor and they typecast you in that ghost-like role, look for character. Even though he 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 brings that to every character, I get what he's saying. But look for characters specifically with that intensity. It's like Denzel Washington. Denzel Washington is a master, freaking master at this. Even Tom Hanks is, too. The only person who out there I feel is like a chameleon in acting, like you just can't pick her. And I, I haven't figured out what her, and I'm going to get back to Tom and Denzel, but you can't, I can't pick her thing because she's so great. I mean, it's Meryl Streep, I just think. <laughs> like she can play, she can, I just, she's hard to, I mean, she brings something, but I just can't grasp. Like it's so crazy. It's madly, it's madly nuts, okay? But it's, it, but, but when we talk about Denzel, who to me is probably the greatest actor of or like our time, I'm just straight up say it. There is something that Denzel brings, though. He is very always about righteousness. Every one of his characters is like a preacher. Every last one of them, even from playing Hurricane to Malcolm X to playing Steve Biko, to playing um, uh, the Philadelphia lawyer, everything, to playing training day. Even the evil cop in trainer, training day had a sense of righteousness. King Kong ain't got nothing on me. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so y'all going to do me like this now? Huh? Like, like, like it's, it's a sense of I am here to give you, like, to, to, there's a sense of righteousness. Like to every character, even when they're they're very wrong, Denzel can find some 
essence of righteousness in every character he plays, even the most evil, ugly character. He can find the, he can find their point of view, and it is madly crazy. That's his gift. Okay, uh, I mean, even Tom Hanks, that man next door, lightish comedy kind of thing or whatever. I mean, you always. Those are the great. I'm talking about the great actors. Like they always bring something that you very you just notice, right? Um, Amory Hardwick is like. I mean, I think he's one one of the great actors that people don't see, but he brings intensity. Every character he's going to come in with a presence. Like Denzel has presence, but that Amori has like, like it's like. Denzel just Denzel is his presence is strong, but it's subtle. Omori just walks in; he can walk in a room and you feel it. That's why he was so great at Ghost, because he brings such a like a. And you see Michael Rainey Jr. growing into that now. Like if they, if I, you know, I, I must I hope that Michael Rainey Jr. is still taking acting, and still like working on his off off season crap because. That's going to be powerful in the long run for him if he does transformations in this character. But to me, Amori Hardrick, he has that sense of power, okay? And um, he also talks, so he talks about being, you know, you know, like, you know, being uh, uh, typecast, you know. Like, he's like, uh, you know, he doesn't want that because everybody thinks, you know, that's over for you after this big character. My thing is he just needs to find another character that uh, brings that intensity and embrace ghosts. I mean, he feels, I feel like he's tussling with ghosts, and I get that. But let me, um trying to find this, uh, this where he talks about uh, him coming back to power. Let me see here. I can pull that up, but uh, yeah, he he feels like he's tussling with um, which most people come out of like it's sort of like what's his name tussled with uh, the idea of um, of uh, uh, Steve Urkel, the guy who played Steve Urkel. He tussled with that, or uh, even when you're talking about Gary Coleman years later, he tussled. He was so angry about being serious. But I would say to most actors, you cannot. Tussle with that. You have to embrace. It's like a, a a person who's asked to sing the same songs over and over again. You know, a, a, a singer. When a singer's like, "Damn, I, like uh, you know, not to bring my fave up. Y'all know I bring him up every week, but like Maxwell, I bet he like shit. I'm tired of y'all. The only album y'all know is Urban Hang Sweet. I mean, I mean, even though he's had other popular albums, Urban Hang Sweet is like that king for everybody, right? And so, I mean, if you don't embrace what that was, I mean, you know, it'll just, it'll, to me, it'll stop you up. And I think he does a great job at embracing Urban Hanks. Like, almost too much. I'll be like, damn, you guys must have. But, I mean, <laughs> but I think he he understands that about himself, okay? So um, I think Omori has to come to terms with that with Ghost, too. So let's like, take a listen to his interview uh, here where he talks about it. They asked me before to come back to just be the perfect thing. They asked me before to come back. They asked me in the last year and a half to come back. When I was off of this, when I was in Boston reading this script, I was in Boston saying, okay, then this. 
and then the Vendis went to Stars, and then they didn't come back giving me what I wanted on the Vendis. So if they gave me the Vendis, if they give me, the, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, you know, they're like that. They would have to just. Now, I personally think that this is my personal opinion because I've heard Omori's interviews and stuff like that. To me, it sounds like Omori wants more creative control over his character. I, I, I actually think that's a bad idea because I think Omori gets more intense. Sometimes actors, you got to stop them. You got to say, as a writer, yo, this is my, I get you. I want to em, 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 embrace you. But this is this is my story, right? You know what I'm saying? And I think sometimes Capricorns got a need, you know, they be trying to control you. Y'all know how y'all be doing down these streets when y'all do something well, okay? And so also I feel like that that, that that's one of the things. He wants some more creative control or something like that and all this stuff. And he's asking stars for it. I don't believe Ghost should come back alive. I really, he fell his ass off that roof and he was shot in his chest. I don't know how the hell you would even survive that foul. Shit. In my personal opinion, okay, okay, let's get real out in these streets, okay, just like, Ghost is still alive. He fell alone. He had a long fall at truth. Long. It was a long, and he got shot in the chest. Yeah, please, y'all better quit out here playing. Be a mere, Jesus would have to be down there holding uh, 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 his head, not Tommy. <laughs> anyway, but, yeah, so, Here's my take on Hermory Hardwick, okay, what I'm going to say about this. I could personally do without him. Hey, the ratings have been great for Star and Goat Power with two ghosts. I mean, seriously, I don't know what y'all But I don't like kind of the energy I feel, like every interview I see him in. That's just my personal opinion. My personal opinion, I mean, I ain't, I ain't, I ain't. Hermory Hardwick, I think he's a great actor. I like his energy, everything. But the interviews is kind of being salty and shady to me. Listen, I don't feel. Let me let me get this out the way first. I don't feel that Amory Hardwick got what he deserved as an actor while playing Ghost. I think he probably should have got a lot of money for playing Ghost. A lot more stars. You should have paid him well. And. I think he should have got nominated for a lot more awards. Boy, bad as an actor, okay? Cold-blooded, okay? Uh, however, okay, I love the way Courtney wrote the story. Your personal views about how to go sit or die or whatever, it's probably she probably took that into account, but it's not your decision in the end. It's the writer's own decision. Next thing is I understand that little bit of like, like everybody is gone on to do, they've benefited off the story I told as the main actor. I have been power for so long. It's been about me, Ghost. Now, Joseph Secor is still working as Tommy. Michael Rainey still working as is 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 little little. My son Tasha's still working. Uh, everybody's still in place, and I fell off my ass off the roof. <laughs> but that's how it goes. That's your story. Your story, part of the story, was over as an actor. And yes, people love your character and would like to see it resurrected from the dead. I would not, but people would like that. Okay? I personally think that's a bad idea. 
and I think the chemistry's changed. And I think you've got a young man who's taking the helm of a new this star has a star. Michael Rainey Jr. has a star now. I don't know if your chemistry would be the same. But here's what I will say about him. That's the good stuff, okay? So I get where that could be a little bit of like, but here is my personal advice. I know I don't know nothing. Hey, I'm just a person out here in these streets. I don't know nothing about no the entertainment industry. I know folks be doing you wrong and everything. I know. But sometimes you get, what is the saying? Is it you get more bees with more honey with bees? What is it? Is it more bees with honey? Wait, let me get to say it. What is it? More bees. I'm trying to get, uh, yeah, you get more bees with honey. Okay. And this is that case, Omori. What I would say to Omori Hardrick is think of the great things that came out of Power Book Ghost for a year. Okay, and he often talks about them. But I often feel that little, you know, to it. Like, well, you know, like he don't like how certain things went down. And you can talk about it. But also, what I love to hear more of is talking about the new crop of actors over there. Man, how do you feel? And, and, and interviewers, I, maybe I missed the interview. I need to look. Is he asking? Y'all asked him about other people? Maybe I missed it. And forgive me if I missed it and I'm wrong. But I'd like you to hear you talk about how you feel about the new set of actors that are there and the continuation of your story. Man, I mean, like, give Michael Rainey Jr. some love. If I was you, I'd be like, man, oh, my God, that kid was able to take on a, it's almost impossible. Look at him. Look at this. Look at that. Try to be a mentor. Try to be encouraging. I would go over there and see if I could direct some from time to time. See, if you come in as a director on the set and be humble about it. Come over there and mentor sometimes when you got time. I know you're a working actor, but when you got time. People, I know people be talking about, I want to see the business. You can't afford to be, like, nice. You, you can't afford for the business to change who you are or who you're trying to be. Because, like, now, I be feeling like he's a little hater sometimes a little bit. And, like, him even telling, or they called me, well, they, what did they call you for? Did they call you to be a ghost on ghost, or did they call you to come back? Because I felt like that was a little hate. Like, I didn't, feel, I didn't like it, because I feel like you always pumping up yourself like you there to save the power story. And the power story is continuing without you. They doing damn good. Okay? And it's not that I don't, I, 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 I'm just saying I would like to see a little bit more humility I know I'm, I'm a, I'm, a, my opinion is not popular, okay? But when it comes to go to power book and the new type of kids over there doing they damn thing, okay? Okay, because it's hard to follow an act like you, but they've done a damn good job with it. And show up on the crew has it. Dang, how long it going to take you? To, you've been showing up on interviews for everybody else. You need to show up for your former castmates over there on the crew has it. Them little boys, would lo- them little young men would love to have you over there. They talk about you all the time as the GOAT. And you, because you got some sort of, it seemed like, I'm just going to say what I, what I think. It may not be true, but he seemed like he got some sort of beef. with. So it seemed like he kind of, you know, he kind of being like shady in my opinion. But you've been out there interviewing everybody else. No, go visit your Power Book family over there who've been there, who was there for you, who helped you. You didn't just become your character ghost wasn't just about you. It was all that. That whole cast was dope. 
Ghost was actually a dummy, to be honest. People just can't see it. He was a dummy. Ain't nobody, ain't no real dude that's a real straight up criminal like that. He ain't messing with no DA. He been done killed her ass, snitch going back and forth where she gonna snitch on him and I. That ain't real life. So I feel like they gave you a lot of liberties with that that ghost character. I was, I wanted Ghost to be dead by third season. I was, I was, dead, I was actually second season. I was done with Ghost by first season. You know why I like Power Books? The first, the power, the surrounding character. No offense to Maury Carter. I thought he did a damn good job of playing dumb Ghost. Okay. However, my favorite characters are smart ones in the in the series because a lot of y'all think he was Ghost. No, Ghost wasn't that. Ghost was moving. Tommy, Tasha, and other people around him. He 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 maneuvered them well. Okay, but they they also maneuvered him well. So I didn't like the character ghost, really, to be honest. <laughs> I never did. So, but I just feel like there should be. You will probably get what you want from stars if you was a little bit more, and maybe not. But I'm just saying for your peace of mind, because it seems like you struggling, you strike, like he's struggling with that shit, like he having a hard time, and I'm like, dude, that's who you are. You did a great job. Embrace it all. And I, I just bring power to. It. I'm gonna try to ignore. I embrace it. I, matter of fact, I'd be still over there talking. Yeah, yeah, you know, I showed up on the stage. I went to go visit everybody. Hey, how y'all doing? Oh my God, man, that's dope. Or whatever. Hey, let me, I asked Courtney, could I direct? I mean, not Courtney, but who that new showrunner is. Can I direct the scene or can I come over and, and shadow somebody directing? I mean, because I heard he wanted to go into directing that one time. Something like that. Dude, man, humble yourself. That's all I got to say on that note. <laughs> That's just all I saw. I just saw, like, I felt like a little bit of arrogance. And I was like, seriously? Like, you didn't even need to know that you was going to be back. We don't need you. Because what it sounded like to me when he's saying, they asked me to come back now when I was doing this. And I said, you do this and I do that. It sounds like to me, you was trying, what sounds like to me, what power never answered you back. So that means they didn't care. But what it sounds like to me is that you, instead of saying, I would love to come back on power. You know, we, we, come, we could come together in a consensus. I mean, whether it has a, you know, a, 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 a ghost or revitalization, they change their mind about my character, whatever. No, he was just saying, you know, you give me this, and we'll that, this is that. Now they're trying to, like, sound out tough. Sometimes you don't need to be sounding out tough, right? It, it, to me, it sounded like, like you don't understand where you at. <laughs> like, you don't understand the game. I mean, like, like I know you've been in it, but it seems like you ain't seeing the cards right, like and, and maybe to me what it sound like you you what it sound and this is what it sound like to me stars and fifty cent, okay, it sounds like to me he's trying to put pressure on you guys to hire him back, so that because he knows the public loves that character ghost. So if I can't get what I want from power, if they gonna act like they don't remember me, I'm gonna put it back out there so they can remember me. That's what it sounds like to me. So I know if I was an executive, I wouldn't like that. I'd be like, ah, nah, I see what you're trying to do. That's some bullshit. If you want to be back over here, we doing well over up in East Street, and we love your character. We doing good, okay? I think you want to be a part of the universe because it helped your career, okay? But if you don't want to come back, all right, fine. We ain't going to beg. We ain't going to be on hard knees growling over here. We doing good, okay? That's how I be. Okay, because that's what... He sounds like he wants somebody to grow. Even though I know they probably did you wrong. 
in those first seven to eight seasons with pay and everything. But sometimes you got to quit being defensive and angry. You got to say, okay, I'm going to play this game with them. I'm going to play it my way. I just feel like that's one of the times where there's some times when you need to play the game rough, but there's some times where you need to be like, you can get more bees with honey. Okay? That's my personal opinion on Amore Hardrick. I could be totally off and totally wrong, okay? So forgive me, Stars fans and everything, if y'all, y'all, if I'm being wrong on that. But I need to just get that off my chest about Amore Hardrick and power because I felt like that was a little weird. And plus it feels like where it leaves the other actors on the set. You know, you trying to constantly talk. It's like you the only, you and a few fans is constantly bringing up ghosts come back, ghosts, ghosts, ghosts. Go, go, go. And I know he was such a great character, but they've had big ratings since Ghost has been gone. That's why they don't feel the need to write you back. Now, people would love to see that, but people are still doing well without it. So my thing is, it's like, it's it, it's sort of like with Spinderella. <laughs> when I said about Spinderella, I was trying to, but, I mean, it's sort of like like Ghost, but still, still Ghost got more leverage. Maury Hardra got more leverage with the character Ghost. But it's like sometimes you got to understand where you at in the game. Like you got to understand it'd be different if Michael Rainey and them was over there doing bad. They wouldn't have no ratings and everything. But it feels like you're trying to put that stop. Mary J. Blige and them, they killing it. Method Man and all them, they killing it. They, I mean, they killing it over there at Stars, okay? They, they ghosty come back. I don't, you know, it'd be interesting to see ghosts interact with people like that. But we don't really need it. Because <laughs> they doing their job. And I just feel like you need to quit acting like you the only thing. You, you like, you, like, we, we just so missing you. Like, I mean, I, I know there are some people, it just feels funny. It feels strange. There's a underneath energy I don't like that he giving out to it. Instead of giving love to the current cast and giving love to the current people that's taking the helm and coming from a place of humility, like, you know, like the 40, you know, coming from a place of humility, you know, like saying, hey, you know, like, yo, man, I would love, man, instead of saying, I would love to be on there now, Mary J., oh, my God, how they continuing the story. It's crazy, man. It's, it's the, but I don't hear none of that from him. I always kind of hear low key shade. I really do. I ain't gonna try. He 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 throws nice stuff, but then he throws low key shade. I, you know, it's just um, it's just just my personal opinion. Yeah, don't be mad at me. I'm just saying that's what I see. Okay, but whatever. <laughs> All right, so you guys, when we okay. Oh yes. Now let me go to this. Okay, we talked about. I'm before I go on break. Gun control, we were talking about gun control last week. Some of y'all were saying, Carlotta, you know, you were saying you just you want the gun laws now because you just want to see people to see that that ain't going to stop, nothing and all that. Listen, here's what I'm saying, and please I'm going to say this one time. I'm, You know, I'll probably talk about gun control on here again, but I'm going to say it this time to get a little bit of an understanding of what I mean about gun control, okay? I feel like every time that there's some of these crazy shootings, and crazy things that's happening uh, all over the United States and stuff, the pe- people's go-to is gun reform. Why? Because gun reform is so easy for people. It's actually 
kind of the lazy process of Americans. It's like we don't got to do no ethical work. We ain't got to think about where we at as a society. Just throw some gun reform on. And listen, hopefully we hope for the best. It doesn't make us examine ourselves, and it doesn't make us hit come face-to-face with the reality of what we've become. That's all I'm saying. And if you don't do that work as a public, it don't matter. You can put gun control in all day long, okay? You can do whatever you want to. But violence will continue because people are ugly. We are, it's, we, be, the world is turning, certain, this is the world is turning into certain things, that, it's just moral decline and decay. And we don't like to think of ourselves as that way. We like to put you, put everything else out here, but see our truth. But look at the mirror. Like, look and say, dang, well, you know, hey, this is something we really need to deal with. We prefer not to. We like to just politicians, y'all deal with it. Politicians, stop gun control, gun control, because it it doesn't, it's easier to say that and say, oh, my God, instead of dealing, where are we at as a society that makes people go out and kill people? Not just mass shootings, but people, we've been having violence all I mean, I'm violence, period, in the country. What makes the inner cities more violent? What makes this and that? You know, Americans really don't want to deal with those questions. They'd rather slap something easy on it so they can go away and live their lives what they consider peacefully till it hits show them. And even the people who are in it, they convince them. Talk about gun control. Gun control with the same moment? No. We would have saved somebody's family members if that fool didn't go out there and do what he was doing. What the heck is wrong with you? That you feel so down about society. Now, some people are just crazy and sociopaths and psychopaths. But most of the time, people don't become that way. There's lots of things going on in our world that is making people even nuttier. And not to give them an excuse, but to deal with what's real so that we can prevent these type of things in society. Just like we deal with inner cities where people say, oh, well, let's put more laws on these kids. Laws help some ways, but some ways laws don't. A lot of ways they don't. Because you need to clean up what's going on usually in the inner city that creates rough environments, that keep, creates people's minds to go nutty. Some people are more susceptible to crazy things than others. And we just as a society don't want to really deal with that. So that's what I was saying, okay? So I hope y'all get it, all right? All right, so we get ready to take a break, but when I come back, maybe we'll get to talk about it, okay? Child, let me see what's up here in these people. We talked about Omari. Uh, we got to talk about, um, what did I have to talk about? Joe Biden giving the uh, uh, Howard University uh, commencement. Oh, look at that. We done came full circle. At first it was giving eulogies for Robert Byrd to giving commencement speeches at HBCUs. Look at that. And Joe, old Joe done came full circle in life. <laughs> then we going to talk about uh, uh, guess what's making a comeback. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Monkey pox is out in these streets. I'm a child. Okay. Y'all better be. Dang, I mean, it's crazy, okay? All right, so we got we got so much to be uh, to talk about when I get back. Uh, plus, I know this ain't so, okay? 
I know it ain't so that Megan Good is out here dating. Y'all, y'all ain't got, you know what, Megan, the man of spirit going to have a ball if it's true, okay? Megan Good, I'm going to talk about it when I get back. Wow, we got so much. We got, I, we got so much to talk about. Hopefully, um, I'll be able to get through where we, cause we got y'all. We got a whole lot. So, meanwhile, you know how I like to do. Got to listen to some music. Okay, I did have y'all sung up. We was going to listen to. Y'all know how I be doing with these songs, okay? Um, let's start it off with, is it here? All right, we'll start off with some music, and we're going to start off with Change, Hold Tight. It's the CC Show. I'm on Saturday during the day, y'all. Yeah, it's me. I'm live, all right? I'll be back in a moment, okay? Don't let this moment fade away. Hold tight. 
the old ones don't want to fall in love my growing up days, okay? But look, be the uh, Gen X radio, okay? It's the CC Show, and I am back out in these streets. Listen, y'all. Man, okay, we got to talk about, we're going to start off with this news. Okay, so I don't even, I'm trying to figure out, where do I want to start? When, okay, let's talk about Biden out here at Target Trump and Howard University commencement by blasting desperate and immoral bids to clean the power. <laughs> Cause white supremacy, the most dangerous terrorist. There's the guy who spoke at Robert Byrd's eulogy. Wow. I mean, wow, man. Crazy. Man, okay, so this is from the Daily Mail today. <laughs> Obviously, this is his last bid because, you know, he's down 30% in the polls for, with black, black folks. Black folks is over it. Black people is like, Chad, we ain't trying to get that no more, okay? Like white supremacy, like, Joe, you haven't been a part of the white supremacy movement, okay? But it says the most, see, they know those are trigger words for black people, okay? Those are trigger words for black people. But me as a black person, I understand the society in which I live, okay? So you can't trigger me with no white supremacy. They are all white supremacists to me. I just be figuring it out. Who, I be trying to figure out. I don't got to. What I've learned now is politicians ain't got to be your friends. Black, white, pink, purple, none of them. They don't got to be. Are you doing your job well? Are you doing what you need to be doing? And to me, we as black folks, they gave the Democrats what they racist self, white supremacist self, because they white supremacists too. Enough shots. That we gotta be like, never gone about and mind your business, okay? We we it's, we don't have no friends, okay? And so when we get that, it's, we gonna be good. Okay? I mean, but all we need to do, we do need to be able to deal with these people. You know what I'm saying? It's like you need to be able to deal in business. Sometimes you ain't everybody in business ain't gotta be your friend, okay? And black people, you gotta quit getting uh, 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 emotional about these trigger words they give you, okay? Uh, but he says, cause white supremacy, the most dangerous terrorist, terrorist threat, and says Kentaji Brown is brighter than the rest. Oh, my God. President Joe Biden invoked January 6th in his commission address to Howard University students Saturday, calling out immoral effort, immoral efforts to cling to power in what was clear a shot at former President Donald Trump election overturn effort. Okay. He also, but, and you know what, listen. That's such an American thing to do. I don't know why the press does not act like it is not an American thing to do to question elections. America is not perfect. America has not had perfect elections. Remember George W. Bush? Democrats, if I can recall, was about to turn the, turn the hell up out of Washington. Y'all see, we got a short-term memory. Go back and look at George W. Bush's uh, 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 has when George W. Bush come to comes came to power, okay? And it took a minute for uh, uh, what's his name to back down off of that, but it, Democrats were still mad. They was in the streets. They was throwing AIDS at uh, 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 what's his George's limos every time. They was pissed off when George W. came to power. They was in the middle of the street with signs, all kinds of things. The election was rigged. The election was rigged. So Republicans ain't got the right to do the same thing? Oh, suddenly it's an overturn of power. Democrats are acting brand new. When they used to be the progressives and question everything, now they the new elites. <laughs> 
party. It's a leak. We playing games out here. They work through whatever party working, okay? You don't give a shit about Democrats or Republicans. All they care about is what's the party we can work our magic in, which is both, when they, it's whoever's more susceptible to their agenda. And right now it's the Democrats, okay? And they, they quickly forget they mess, okay? So January the 6th wasn't the only turn up. It was a turn up when George W. came in. Even George W. act brand new. You know why? Because George W. is no longer, I, I keep telling y'all, it's no longer about Democrats, Republicans. It's globalist, nationalist. Globalist, nationalist. Okay? That's what I'm trying to tell y'all. Y'all got to see the see it, see it. Okay, he said he also brought up Vice President Kamala here. Howard Grant and touted his appointment of Kataji Brown. Who see they say he thinks this is old he thinks this is old black America. He thinks that's what's gonna get him get him some votes. And you know, listen, no offense, but a lot of y'all in the diaspora fall for the hoodwink too. See, we as the black people who've been on the store for everything, we be knowing. We be like, these this bum. We already know the deal, okay? But not all of us, but a lot of us. Our older forefathers and stuff, they don't get they people, you know, some of them they harder to win because they set in their ways. But the new, newer, newer generations are starting to understand. They like, eh. <laughs> okay. He said, by the way, she's brighter than the rest. At, at, at weeks after announcing his reelection campaign, okay, do we got some soundbite of him talking with his crazy ass? Was we don't? This is no soundbite. This is just the words. Okay, he says, uh, for the first time in our history, an attempt to stop a peaceful transfer of power, of power happened in this country. They failed. Our democracy held. Please. They have selective memory. Our democracy held again, hope prevailed, and, and this time we're standing, uh, and this time, uh, wait a minute, listen to this. And this time I was standing with a black woman about to take the two-mile procession. There. Oh, she's suddenly black. She, oh, 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 she's suddenly black. Kamala Harris. I see at the session at Pennsylvania Avenue has president and vice president. I thought she was Asian. I thought she was mixed. Listen, I'm, you know what? Listen here, black people. Yes, she's black, Joe Biden, and shout out to her for whatever. She's a person of color. However, she's not of a – she does not connect. No offense to her. I'm proud. Of, good for her. But she is not a, a, a connected to American chattel slavery and traditional black America. Her background is – to see, we got to see her for what she is, black people, just because people know how to cosplay black Americans. A lot of people know how to cosplay black Americans, okay? They go to the right schools and everything. Now, there's some black people from the diaspora who love us and, and, and who are allies with us and who, and who, who, and we love them and who, who understand the situation and, and they, they dance, okay? But there's a lot of people who like to cosplay so they can make their way through society only to turn their ass on us, okay? So here is Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris is cosplay. She came over there, went to Howard University and stuff like that. She went, she 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 became an AKA, but her background, she's Jamaican and she's uh, 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 Indian. Her mom was Indian. Come from was a Brahm, I forget what the the caste. Because remember, the Indian system, uh, Indian system is a caste system. So you got to ask yourself some shit. You got to ask yourself some beliefs about Kamala Harris, and then look at her 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 record, then you'll be like, hmm. And plus a lot of black people in America, we tend to, um, we don't, we, we're, we're still so unaware because, and this is because of our lack of sometimes, not all black Americans, but some of us, a lot of us, our lack of education on how the world works. 
and our lack of education. Sometimes we tend to think, oh, black, she black. It's all black. But, no, we're not understanding how how big of a – but sometimes you see it, people people understand it on the levels that they lose jobs. Like I heard, I can hear people talking sometimes on the levels of their job. Girl, they treat them as better than us. So they treat them such as better than because we will see that, but we won't understand the politics of that, that, uh, again, black American lineage is really the lineage that, not that other people haven't had racism against them just simply from being black, but the targets have been black Americans who have been on the soil for many, many generations. We have been the targeted marks of racism due to our history with slavery and everything like that. And so sometimes these pe- people will sell off uh, a black American, a black person, cosplaying the black American experience and benefiting from that experience and saying, "Hey, look here, look here's here's you see there's a black person, but what we won't see is a progression of black America." You get what I'm saying? So I say this all the time. So Joe Biden up here trying to sell. Uh, Wolf tickets, okay? For the first time, because he's down in the polls. Again, Hope Prevail. This time I was saying with a black woman about to take two mile procession down Pennsylvania Avenue as president and vice president of the United States of America. There's a march alongside her Howard University marching band and lockstep with solidarity, he said. I'm not saying this because I'm, I'm a black, I'm in a black HBCU. What? Right. I say wherever, I say wherever I go. Yeah, sure. You stand up for truth over lies. Yeah, right. Lies told for power or profit. It's an ongoing assault to subvert our election, suppress our rights. But see, those are key words they use with black Americans. Subvert our election. Suppress our rights. They know this triggers something, especially in black America, because we start to think, is somebody being unfair to us? Oh, what do they want us to vote? Oh, they're trying to subvert. And they make you think that the Republican Party, because they more straight up with some of their racist practices, is the only racist. When they the most one of the most racist, down and dirty, ugly parties there is Democrats, Dixiecrats. That's how they are the old Dixiecrats. I've been saying it for years. Dixiecrats. There was the Dixiecrats over there. Malcolm X used to say the most dangerous thing in our community. What Malcolm used to say is white white liberals, okay? Because they pretend to be your friends, but we, we here we are in the same situations, okay? So I'm just saying, black folks. We got to start waking up to Biden coming here, coming to HBCUs and doing the most, okay? HBCUs, by the way, who are having less and less black American students in But I digress. <clears throat> Moving on. Uh, where are we at on this? Okay, where are we at? So did y'all hear about this angry Aussie, angry vegan family confronts woman neighbor for cooking meat? Read the man's laid out in handwritten note. Okay, this is from DailyMail.com. It says, a letter from a vegan neighbor asking a resident to close their window when cooking meat to stop the sickening smell from spreading has sparked fierce debate over whether the request was reasonable. A debate? There's no debate. Y'all don't, you don't go in no restaurant when you're driving down the street. Or you don't go in no restaurant when it's by your house and say, could you stop cooking that chicken, stop pumping out that chicken smell? You don't go there. Can you stop pumping out that 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 uh 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 steak smell? I mean, people are losing their freaking mind. People are crazy. We have become a nutty 
a nutty, politically correct idiot. Okay? <laughs> but it says, uh, could you please shut your side of the window when cooking, please? My family are vegan. I, we only eat plant-based food. And the smell of the meat you cook makes us sick and upset. Probably makes you hungry. We should appreciate, and that's not dogging y'all, but sometimes people just don't be like, I don't want to eat no meat. So just say you you having you tempted. <laughs> we would appreciate your understanding. The Lord, the letter drew sharply divided comments. I don't understand if they were smoking cigarettes and smoke and smell was spreading and affecting the family's health, one person more. But not liking the smell of meat, this isn't really a good reason to ask someone to close their windows. What does she do when she takes the kids out to the park and people are cooking barbecue, asking them to stop cooking the audacity? Yes, people have a lot of audacity because there are people in society that are giving people way too much privilege, okay? Disregard the letter as there is no such thing as a real vegan, they said. All vegetable farming has massive impact on the land and kills thousands uh, of mammals and birds. However, not all thought the request was unreasonable. I thought like this was a genuinely polite letter and it's true. The smell of meat is overpowering. No, no. How are you going to infringe on somebody else's infringe on somebody else's right? Sometimes a little bit people cook, it smells. Now you're going to be trying to control somebody's spit cooking. What did they say? You know what? You cooking them vegetables over there. I'm starting to smell it and it's making me and my family sick. I'm tired. I'm tired. This is about to be just nuts. I mean, we some nutty buddies around here. Society's just gone. I, I, tell, I always say every day, I feel like we live, I'm literally living in the twilight zone. I literally feel like I see the twilight zone man outside my house. Like, you know, the twilight zone man is just out there ready to tell. Like, I, I imagine him being outside every day, you know, getting ready to tell a story. Like, he, he getting ready to say, uh, today, Carlotta, into the world of the twilight zone. This day she'll find somebody who is a vegan who wants to stop the smell of meat. Will this happen? Will we infringe on other people's rights here in the twilight zone? I feel like this every day. I feel like I'm literally, this is just, this is where we live. It's just a real thing. It's, we've been hijacked by the twilight zone. And I'm, I'm, I'm okay with it. I'm, I'm getting used to living in the twilight zone. Like, I'm, I'm okay. I feel like it's, it's the new matrix. Like, the Twilight Zone was telling us it was coming. Like, I watch the Twilight Zone sometimes, and I go, yes. Yes, it's one of my favorite shows, because the Twilight Zone was so futuristic. And it's speaking it now. I'm literally here, living in it. It's just wild, man. <laughs> oh, Trump this week. Donald Trump. <laughs> oh, CNN gets knocked down and dragged by Trump, and they've been making every every excuse for being the appropriate news news program, and they should be. they like, we're sorry we had a different person who has a different train of thought on from us. I mean, it's just so stupid. They're so stupid over at CNN. That's why your ratings are so low. That's why people are forced to watch Fox. Fox, here's one thing I'll say about Fox. They're gaslighting sometimes racist over there at Fox. But one thing about them, they do put out a lot of truth in the, the press that y'all scared. Y'all other press are so busy trying to be uh, 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 left. That's how don't They will put it out there. Okay. But see in the end with they dumb low-rating self. 
this is from Politico.com. Donald Trump did a greatest hit melody of, uh, okay, wait a minute. They said of his false election claims in January 6th. I don't know if they false or not. I think people have the right. This is what's scaring me about the, the press. People have a right to not believe you. Even if they're crazy, even if it sounds crazy. Even if you fact check, people have a right. Often people fact check, and later on in history, you'll find out a stream of lies is under that. Some things that even press have written. People have a right to question you. People have a right to question government. People have the right to say, I think that election was rigged. And you say, oh, you're a hater. You're, it's like you don't, it's like you guys are trying to press, which is stupid making it wrong to question elections. Even if you say, you can say, hey, we know a lot of Americans still question the election, maybe rightfully so, but from our point of view, we have not seen any uh, proof of fraud. But instead, y'all put out fraud never narratives, like y'all absolute truth, fact. And you try to make other people feel bad for the questioning, for very legitimate questions they have regarding the election, like mail-in votes, little suspect and shit. You know what I'm saying? People really just, they really make you feel, that's a natural thing to say, now is y'all counting them votes right? Because y'all did the same thing with Al Gore and George W. Bush down there in Florida. And when the Supreme Court came in there and made the decision, Democrats were pissed off. So let's not act like people don't have the right to question elections. It's ridiculous. If there's such a thing as an even more unvarnished view of Donald Trump, Wednesday Town Hall Town Circus CNN was on CNN. Circus on CNN was it? Okay, you know, remember some of these articles, you know, whatever. Seen rolling his way through a major primetime spectacle. Trump maintained his lie. Okay, see how that is? Lie. Trump. How you know that? That's rough language. That's rough language for a, a, a news article. But they're doing this against him because they don't want him in power. Instead of saying Trump maintains his stance, instead of saying that, they're going to say, nah, he's evil, he's this, he's this. Like Joe Biden ain't been up there lying. They want to ride up in the streets. A 2020 election was rigged, refused to pledge to accept the results of 2024. He don't got to. And caused his interviewer a nasty person. And he had the crowd on his side for all of it, cheering his answers and laughing at his jokes. And you know what that says? Are you dumb? Are you press people dumb? CNN, your ratings are tanking. MSNBC, we don't even want to go there. Okay? You know what they've been saying about your ratings. What do you think is going on? Listen, I used to like CNN because it was middle ground. It gave me both sides. Now it's gone all the way left. Fox go all the way left. I already know what I'm getting over there, Fox. I know what I'm getting over there, MSNBC. I know when I watch them, I be know, I be knowing they're going to be left, right. But CNN has just gone down complete hill. And it's because people are no longer interested in your ratings, really. They're interested in agenda. You know, there are a lot of shows and things that are on, a lot of people that are on air that have low ratings, but they they fulfill agendas. This is just my personal opinion, okay? Because now ratings isn't the, the, the thing. It's to brainwash you into believing the way other people to believe an agenda. And so 
Donald Trump, they will these these people will get because most Americans are saying, hey, you know what? I, I, I don't care about him, Donald Trump back up there. He's better than what we get now. The press feels what they elite itself. It's important to tell Americans, well, you're wrong. Even when Americans saying, no, we ain't. Okay. So it's just, this is a wild time we live in, okay? I said, said in Manchester, New Hampshire, the first primary state that made, made for primetime event underscored Trump's position as a front runner in the race, has moderated Caitlin Collins, called him her in her introduction, and by the end, it was never more clear than Trump is still selling what a sizable portion. It's not just the GOP base craze. This is a lie that they love to tell. That's why. Joe Biden was over here using racial tones and stuff like that with Howard University. But, Joe, it does not work with the younger black American kids. They're getting real smart there, and some of the younger ones in the diaspora, too. Let me just tell you, you don't have to come with results and not symbolism. Black people ain't putting up no more with the symbolism. Most of us ain't. It's, well, not most of us. It's a big slither of us, and all we need is back. I understand everybody ain't going to make it. But all we need is about 30% to 40% of black people to say, I'm tired of the BS. And as you got that, we, we starting to have that. It's a lot of black people who don't want Democrat symbolism no more, ain't buying the BS. We like, yeah, we done had just about enough. And we just not falling for it. We like, so what you got Katarji Brad out there? What has she done for me lately? So what, Kamala Harris up there, what does she say to the foundational black America or the ADOS? whatever y'all call yourself, Adolf's portion, uh, American descendants of slaves ascent into the high places on, in, in, in American politics. What does she say to that? Because that's not who we, that's, she's not a part of our lineage. We are advocating for us. Where are we at right now? What are you doing for us? Hey, you can't get along. You can't get, you can't get away with what you've been getting away with. Thank God. They have to cheat now, which I really think they did last time to get us to do it. The most, and I said it, I got the right to think they cheated. Even if I ain't got no proof, I got the right to believe it. You can't change my belief. Even if I ain't got, and I can't see it, you know, that don't mean y'all wasn't doing it. Just ain't no proof for it. The most significant thing about Trump Town Hall wasn't anything he said about the 2020 election. Then uh, the January 6th riot at the Capitol or the federal jury found him liable for sexual battery. It was all on the, all of those issues. A room full of Republicans and independents who intended to vote in New Hampshire's Republican primary was fighting with him. The crowd applauded, laughed, and cheered Trump as he his, his decision making on January 6th said he was inclined to pardon many of his defendants from that day, continued to call the 2020 election rig. Listen, and y'all don't pay no attention to something Dave Chappelle told y'all, that middle America and places, people, a lot of people just like that he tell the truth. Like, he be like, he be out here, he be telling the truth. Y'all don't want to accept it. Y'all got mad at Dave Chappelle for saying that. Y'all crazy. Y'all crazy. Let's listen to a little bit of this, uh, uh, this town hall, if I can get it up. Can I get it up? Okay. 
Yeah, I'm not getting the video up. Okay, I think I... We're trying to overturn the 2020 election rigging. The Republican race right now, but you are also under active federal investigation for trying to overturn the 2020 election results. Your first term ended with a deadly riot at the Capitol, and you still have publicly acknowledged the 2020 election results. Americans put you back in the White House. Because uh, we did fantastically. We got 12 million more votes than we had in, uh, as you know, in 2016. Uh, I actually say we did far better in that election. Got the most uh, that anybody's ever gotten as the president of the United States. Uh, I think that uh, when you look at that result and when you look at what happened during that election, uh, unless you're a very stupid person, you see what happens. A lot of the people, a lot of the people in this audience, and probably maybe a couple that don't, but most people uh, understand what happened. It was a rigged election. It, it was not a rigged election. It was not a stolen election. You and your supporters lost more than 60 court cases on the election. It's been nearly two and a half years. Can you publicly acknowledge that you did lose the 2020 election? Let me, let me just go off. If you look at True the Vote, they found millions of votes on camera, on government cameras, where uh, they were stuffing ballot boxes. So with all of that, I think it's a shame that what happened? I think it's a very sad thing for our country. Okay. This is how she's interviewing him, okay? Uh, it was not a stolen election. Like, she has an absolute. It appears to not have been, Mr. President, it appears to not have been a stolen election. I mean, we've had 60 over 60 court cases. That's the way that you can do it. Because you don't have no absolute. But that's how they talk so they can get you to feel that's trigger stuff. But y'all don't know what they they doing. She's doing trigger stuff. Like it's actually, it is not a stolen election. How do you? Well, we don't think it was. If we might down find out fifty years from now, it was. This is a lot of shit. Like a lot of stuff we find out in America, be fifty years after. Well, it wasn't quite like like COVID nineteen stuff. Stuff that you was trying to tell people during COVID nineteen. Like I was going back. I was telling people, listen, people. And if you go read about the Spanish flu, because they was coming here lying every day, because they had an agenda, and they was getting mad at people. I was saying masks don't work unless you got the the N95. Shut up, lying. Quit telling people. I said, I now they saying Fauci and them saying been told y'all that they didn't. Sweden was trying to tell people you get it mostly from staying in the house. We found out a lot of COVID-19 stuff was not. Okay, so, and, and when people were trying to tell y'all during the pandemic, uh, y'all was listening to celebrities and uh, then these these bum-ass media people putting death tickers on a, on a thing. I mean, it was just ridiculous. Just the triggering. Not that COVID didn't have some real things, but now it's even coming out. Even the numbers in New York City are people are, which I was saying back in the day. I was saying part of the reason why the numbers in New York City was so high was because he was putting sick people in nursing homes. Allegedly, Andrew Cuomo was out in these streets doing some wild stuff. Wow. I ain't got time. We told y'all the numbers with COVID was probably off. Why? Because they was putting down, like, you came in there and you just died of, you died of a car accident. And you, they tested you for COVID and you had COVID. Then they're going to put on your death certificate. COVID, 
and you died of a car accident. That's what they was doing, okay? And plus these hospitals was allegedly getting paid. Y'all don't worry. I can't say I can't talk that. It's all coming out now. When we told y'all the Wuhan lab, it wasn't no bats spreading the COVID. It was a lab. See, y'all was out here like wolf and dogs, angry, trying to defend Democrats because you were so angry with what you perceived Donald Trump to be. <laughs> y'all was like, Little, no, 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 it's not. Now it's coming all out. I'm just, I swear. And now you can't hear a pin drop from some of them people no more. Huh. I don't get no angry uh, tweets, no left, nothing. Where y'all at? Man, just lies. We can't tell y'all. Hosing now. There's people suing now for shutting down colleges for a year. People suing people. But we tried to tell y'all. We tried, okay? Y'all was telling us we, we was being evil, okay? So how do you, there is no absolute. You don't know if Donald Trump's. You say, sir, it appears that the election was not rigged. Okay? Because you don't know the answers to that. You think you do. This, but 50 years down the line, oh, we found 20,000 ballots in the basement in Georgia. Oh, we found 50,000. That's how stuff be happening. No, no, no. We found out. Because we think our, we don't understand that our government can be rigged. Because bad people, government is not no independent thing that just gets up and starts walking by itself. Government is made of people, and people can be a trip. Okay? I'm just shy. That's all I'm trying to tell y'all. Yeah, just getting upset. Okay. All right. So, child, child, child. What is going on with these tech CEOs found dead? At, I mean, what's going on? But this is from uh, Metro.com. It says tech CEO found dead two years after he took an Uber ride and disappeared. Okay. A California tech CEO who mysteriously disappeared in two years ago, two years ago was found dead, police says. The remains were discovered on April 25th in an abandoned courtyard in Santa Monica. They were identified by the Los Angeles coroner's office as Bu Man, the 39-year-old founder of Addiction and Mental Health Care app, SoberGrid. The last person to speak to command was his fiancée, Jason Abat, who lives in Michigan. The couple were planning to get married next year. Abat debates spoke to man the night before his disappearance. He told me he loved me and he wanted to adopt children with me. As I told NBC News, that was the last message I got from him. Man was last seen on November 30th, 2021, around 2 p.m. He was spotted at a 7-Eleven convenience store on Ventura at Boulevard. The Los Angeles uh, Police Department said over 15 miles away from his where his remains were eventually discovered. The store was only a short walk from Sober Grid's offices in Los Angeles. He got into an Uber, leaving the 7-Eleven, where he texted a message to 911. Man's fiance began to worry about him when he stopped returning text messages, okay? Um, listen, uh, they're not telling you, this is, this is interesting to me, because they talk about a lot of these tech CEOs and stuff like that, but Here's my thing. What was going on in his life during that time, you know? Uh, uh, my thing, I mean, it sounds suspicious with a lot of these tech CEOs and stuff dying. I mean, what was he working on some sort of special app? Was he working? Because there's people who who don't want certain things to go off. You know what I'm saying? I'm a conspiracy theorist, but it's not really a conspiracy. It's just people in the world is evil. Okay? You watch the ID channel, it's plenty of stuff like that. 
So I just want to know, what was he working on? What was he doing? Because that sounds suspicious. Okay. And it don't sound like it was no rock. That's all I got to say. Maybe it was, but it just don't sound a little strange. Okay. All right. So what other news do I got for y'all? Do I'm supposed to be talking about? Because I'm trying to get out of news. That's about monkey pie shit. That's tell about time because yeah, because I was like Carolina, we you know, uh, uh, the monkey pox didn't do what you thought. Monkey pox, they saying maybe back then, right now. This was a, a little bit after they was telling y'all they were saying that uh, you know the World Health uh, people done kind of said you know forget about you know it's now no longer a big threat. Well, not so fast. According to medicalpress.com, it says. Who was saying that? Says high risk for monkeypox resurgence this summer has vaccine immunity wanes. Says expert. The World Health Organization today declared an end to the monkeypox public health emergency. But just two days earlier, the Chicago Department of Public Health announced a potential resurgence of monkeypox in Chicago. Nine of 13 cases, 69%, reported to the CDPH between April 17th and May 5th were in men who were fully vaccinated for impact. Because May 11 marks the official end of COVID-19 public health emergency, and Chicago is preparing to enter busy spring and summer seasons, Northwestern University Finberg School of Medicine and Infectious Disease Experts, Dr. Alexandra Cavallo, Josh Huckler's PhD, Dr. Karen Kruger, and Dr. Valentina Storcho said, now's the right time to encourage Chicagoans to take precautions. Clearly, this gives us pause that vaccine immunity may not be lasting long in some patients despite full vaccination, said Carvalho, an infectious disease fellow at Northwestern. People will likely let their guards down in this first pandemic summer. Go out and meet others. Have fun. However, the virus circulating with the virus circulating, we must encourage people to take precautions and practice safe sex. Now, I don't know how to do that these days. Monkeypox is spread by direct contact with lesions in the skin and uh, mucosal surfaces or by direct contact with body fluids, fluids containing the virus, such as blood, saliva, or semen. Most transmission, transmission events have been linked to intimate sexual contact. And while it's not exclusively to men, who have sex with men, transmissions continue disproportionately to affect uh, the MSN community, okay? Now, I'm just telling y'all out these streets. I'm trying to, it's like, you know, because we've been talking about this kind of stuff for a long Like on the show when I told y'all about how, you know, uh, oral sex was causing uh, 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 uh uh, oral cancer. I told you, we talked about that like two years ago on the show. And y'all like, oh, I don't what? Then somebody brought it up again recently. I'm like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I said, yeah, we already talked about it. I'll just be trying to tell y'all, be careful on these streets. I'm telling y'all. I'm just trying to tell y'all. Okay. The STDs are still out here. I don't be believing it. I be trying to tell you. Child, what else? Okay. Baseball misses black people. Child, I ain't surprised. I ain't surprised. Listen, when I say black people, they going to HBCUs. They trying to hunt down black Americans. They like, please come back. Just child, can y'all play for us? 
that MLB money be good over there. I like baseball too. But you go, man, it's just long. But y'all need to be pushed. Y'all, y'all got a little one with an arm, black Americans. That's the coinage. Little one with an arm, a little one with a hit. See, we got, you got, we, we got to start spreading out. Okay, there's money to be money everywhere. Okay, <laughs> so I thought that was interesting. Um, let's see, uh, what other article I want to talk about? Okay, illegal immigration. There's a great article. Um, I want to get this, and then we'll go into go on a break. But um. Great article on Newsweek this week. I think it was Newsweek. Biden's open border hurt black Americans most of all, and we know it. This is an opinion piece by Pamela Denise Long, but she says this week Title 42 is set to expire. It already has. The COVID-era policy is the last remaining U.S. border enforcement tool to slow the flood of illegal immigration spurred by Biden's administration's negligent policies. And he had nerves enough to be talking at a black college and saying all this stuff, meanwhile, people flooding in, going to be your replacement. The, uh, and it's not their fault, because I don't want us to direct our anger, because, see, that's what happens. Our anger gets redirected towards people who are trying to flee, even though I question them, because I feel like if you can't hold your ground in your country, you're going to have a hard time. But I digress. People, people who are flooding into the country trying to run away from their issues and stuff, but it's, the anger should be directed at our politicians for not doing the work of not, not doing the work with the citizens and then letting people in and giving them things that citizens need, okay? Meanwhile, you out here struggling. You out here can't feed your kids. And they putting illegal immigrants up in $500 a night hotels. That don't make no sense to me. That's crazy, okay? That's like a mama out here with her kids hungry and starving, but she next door cooking, uh, the, uh, take, she took her groceries next door to feed the kids next door. First, sanctuary cities like New York and Washington, D.C. once fallen over themselves to signal their virtue and welcome immigrants are now calling for a state of emergency and demanding more money from the federal government after tens of thousands of migrants have been forced upon their social welfare programs. But resistance to important millions of a new Americans whose first act on U.S. soil was to break the law and enter illegally is coming from black Americans who are sick of having our fight for equity in this country uh, appropriated by people looking for a better economic outlook. Black Chicagoans of the South Shore neighborhood came out in droves to reject a recent proposal to convert a public high school building into a migrant facility with chance of build the wall and calling the city council to task for making decisions about us when none of you live here. Black American Southside residents took a stance against more crime and unvetted migrants, stiffening financial resources away from black citizens and imposing unnecessary competition for jobs. And listen, America is crazy. You have been systemically racist to black African-American people. Instead of fixing your problem, you rather flood the streets with Illegal immigration, illegal immigrants, flood them with the food, flood them with, instead of helping your own citizens, to help, instead of helping the people who helped you build up America, that gave America its head start to, instead of helping uh, the, uh, the lineage of the people, 
the ancestry the uh, instead of helping the um the uh the families of the people who helped build this country instead of helping their children who helped build this who were forced into free labor in this country and um, under the most atrocious circumstances instead of helping helping us to get out of poverty instead of helping us to do these things helping all these things you just flood the streets with illegal immigrants and give them everything that black people have been asking for it's the, the nerve it's crazy it's nuts it, it, it's wild but it, it, our anger shouldn't be directed at them our anger should be directed at politicians and i'm right build the wall I make no sense, but this is an interesting article in Newsweek. You guys can see the rest of it. Biden's open border policy hurts Black Americans most of all, and we know it. Okay, and uh, that's a great article, great opinion piece to check out. Okay, all right, y'all. When I get back, I'm gonna get some some of this tea about Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez. They say they've been kind of having another argument out in these streets, child. I let Jenny keep her man. And they problems, you know, all these problems, they get private, you know, okay, okay. Oh, I forgot to read you talking about Biden sees a 30-point drop in approval for black Americans. And ladies, child, we already know that, okay? But anyway, but we all talk about Jamie Foxx, y'all. I've been trying not to speak on it, but we're going to go away, go ahead and have that discussion about Jamie Foxx. Um, what else? Uh, let's see. What else I need to talk to y'all about? Um, Jamie, we need to talk about, oh, Chad, we got to talk about Beyonce and this bad foot. Okay. They already making excuses out here. Bad feet and all. We don't talk about be swarm. Don't get mad at me. Don't get mad at me, swarm. Okay. I'm just talking about what's going on and what I'm hearing out in these streets. Okay. Just tell, just tell y'all what's the doing. But they trying to say about Beyonce got bad toe or something. Okay? And she ain't moving at these concerts when these tickets in the inflation world is $800,000, This $1,500, help You better move. What you think this is? You should stay your ass at home. Okay. Oh my God! It's the CC show. You guys, we gonna kick it out with Carl. Carl says she's a bad man, but she have a little bit of old school. I'll be back in a moment. Okay.
Lotta Chadwick Show right here on Blog Talk Radio. We'll be right back. I feel like falling in love. Now you're trying to do a tour money grab. 
child, and you better not be out here with no hurt foot trying to uh, uh, cuff it. I knew when I saw a bunch of bells and whistles. Beyonce got bells and whistles anyway. That's part of her act, okay? Because, you know, Beyonce needs bells and whistles. But I knew when I saw a whole lot of them, like her tour guide is visually like in your face, right? The parts I've seen. I've seen a lot of clips. A lot of them. Shit, that make me feel like I should I even go? <laughs> but I'm a god. But God bless or God will. But, I mean, visually, and visually, Beyonce always gives a great show. I mean, I've been, I've been, listen, I've been seeing, you see, y'all be thinking I ain't no Beyonce supporter out here because I tell the truth. Because I be telling the truth on myself. Okay? Because I say she a book. Tell me I ain't no Beyonce. I've been seeing Beyonce in concert since she was like 17, 16. I saw when she was in Destiny Child early on. I've been, been going to Destiny Child too. I was a big Beyonce. I don't get it. I get it, Beyonce. I mean, be swarm. Okay? I'm trying to, I just say what I see, okay? And I, listen, I've been seeing Beyonce, and one thing I know about Beyonce is that she loves the gyrate and all that stuff. So if I ain't seen a lot of gyrations and movements, I'm going to be like, uh, what's going on here? Okay? Because that's part of the sale, right? What's going on with Beyonce's foot? Inside of the, the, the mystery, stopping her dance on her dance on tour. Okay, all right. Fans are literally going into meltdown. This is an article from Lydia Spencer Elliott from uh, thetab.com. Uh, it says, "Stop traffic, cold press. There's something wrong with Beyonce's foot." Yep, an opening night. Her 40-show Renaissance tour in Stockholm last night. Fans noticed she was barely dancing and taking breaks to sit down by singing about. If there's anything anyone knows about Beyonce is that she's putting on the show. And while she, but while critics and fans in Sweden, it seriously seems like something's up if she's not throwing it back like usual. Beyonce trying to dance with only half a foot wrote a fan on Twitter. Beyonce can take a foot, can take my foot. I don't need it from here to add another. She isn't moving or dancing as much as she usually does. Said a third. She's still performing her ass off, though. But what's actually going on with Beyonce's foot injury? Let's take a look. Uh, they said, it's worth remembering, Beyonce has been performing in the music industry, singing dance for over 20 years. And that is something. She has been performing a lot. She's 40 now. If she's over 40, or what, some of y'all say 50, I don't know. I'm just saying what y'all say out in the streets, okay? I, y'all say don't get mad at me. They've been saying you lying about your age for years, okay? You look good if you are. She, you know, the refreshers and the fillers and shit, that stuff working, okay? I need to go get me a few, okay? Uh, but y'all been saying Beyonce out here, I, whatever, a Beyonce, that takes a toll on you. And remember early on, Beyonce used to be out here all the time. I mean, but Helper, you have took about four, five years off. We ain't seen you perform that much, okay? And when we have seen you, you have barely been moving, okay? But I do recall her saying she wanted to be like Sharday. Remember that? Remember that? Remember that? You talk about, is this the Sharday portion of the tour we're getting ready to see? Cause that's what I'm seeing. I'm seeing short daylight. Like Cause she, here's the thing. She got pretty outfit, bells and whistles, and she's so pretty. Oh my god, she's so pretty. I think she's so beautiful. Okay, but that, she's a seductress. Okay, I'm like helper. Why you ain't dancing? Okay, because she thinks that's her own seduce y'all. But people is noticing it. Beyonce, I told you can't be short day out here. I told you you can't be short day. But you think you gonna be a? And that playlist, I saw that playlist. Ugh. Hideous. But <laughs> it's worth remembering. Beyonce has been performing in music industry 
uh, it's kind of unsurprising she sustained a foot injury just far into her career carrying the music uh, carrying the music industry. On her Renaissance World Tour, fans have noticed her leaning against scenery, sitting during sun, and being given help. Hand- oh, it's like Mariah Carey. You know how Mariah Carey always getting help. And she's Mariah Carey. Let me just say this. I love me some Mariah Carey. Y'all know I'm a lamb, okay? But let me just say this. I like I am. I like ain't nothing like. I knew when Janet wasn't dancing right. Okay, I remember going to this couple. I've been to Janet shows forever. Okay, and I remember seeing Janet when she started flying. I was like, uh, uh-uh. uh. She had a t- moment where she was slowing down, and she's still kind of slow a little bit. Some of the dance stuff be like, but she's almost sixty. I give it to her. She still go at. She's been going hard the last couple of tours. Okay, now this tour, I'm gonna tell y'all the truth. Okay. I'm going to talk about Janet in a minute, but this is sidebar with Janet. Now, let me go ahead and take the sidebar with Janet real quick before I get back to Beyonce. You out here, Janet Quinn? Janet, I know you almost 60. Listen, uh, I remember I was going to see Tina Turner. I ain't never seen no performer like Tina Turner, by the way. Tina Turner was a bad – people don't give her enough. She, Tina Turner, when she was performing, was a bad bitch, as y'all say. Tina Turner was 70-some years old out there in heels, working that stage. I ain't never seen nothing like Tina Turner. No, no, no. Tina was, like, out there, like, out dancing her background thing. 69, 70. My grandparents say she, you, some people, you, that new Tina back, like, back in the ice days, they used to go see her, so, said some people say she go to that. But listen, that's still impressive. Tina was out here in these streets. Jan, I ain't never seen that. Tina, but Janet and them, they be, they be slowing up at 42, you know, 51. You know, I get it. I understand. Janet do some really uh, hard dances. But Beyonce over there, girl, you know all you got to do is shake them, gyrate them hips and stuff. You know how you be doing. But I, I burlesque, on the burlesque show, and burlesque shows ain't hard to, it's hard to do, okay? But, I mean, but I, listen, Beyonce, why are you having a tour and your foot's hurt? Why we couldn't get the tour last, next summer if your foot was hurt? Bro, why are you rushing out this music and stuff if you going to give me, you charging me $1,000 a ticket and your foot's hurt? And you up there leaning against scenery and stuff. And one of the uh, articles said, wait a minute, what's one of these articles that I saw? I was like, wait a minute, hold on. On MSN.com, I said, wait a minute, the insider. If you're sitting around criticizing Beyonce for not dancing more during her three-hour renaissance set, you're the problem. Three hours? <laughs> Beyonce kicked off her world tour Wednesday night to the delight of the beehive, a tiny group of critics, tiny group, girl bow. So claimed the singer had a lack of energy in her three-hour set. I disagree. Yeah, that's because you are in love. You're, you're, you're meant to put, you're meant to cover these people talking about her up there leaning against that scene. And your article, what it says is, if you're, you're the problem. No, nobody's the problem when they paying $700 a ticket in inflation. Okay? She better come out there dancing a jig, not giving me Day. I can't wait till Day come out. I go see Day because Day do Day well. I don't want to see Beyonce do Day. Beyonce knows she ain't Sade. That's what she was talking I want to be able to be like Day. No, no, no. But I couldn't ignore the excitement, and there was a lot of it, along with a tiny contingent of detractors who complained that Beyonce had a lack of energy on stage. Hive were dragging and pregnant Rihanna for her lack of energy, but gagging over here. 
Yeah, nah, she don't look good. She not, she not bad. I, I seen it. I noticed this. Beyonce ain't moving. Listen, did we have a quick to point out to months long rumors that Beyonce was performing despite a knee injury or a foot injury? The rumor like Jello never been, been being firm enough to make much of it. Listen, Beyonce, don't let them people get you out here on uh 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 out here in these streets trying to uh do these tours. Oh, you must need money. You must be a money one. See, that's why I tell y'all they be they be talking about they rich and stuff, but they only got as much money as we be thinking. Okay. She out here with a foot, her foot lengthening foot hurting, and she out here trying to do the tour. Foot out her. See, that's what happened with Michael. When Michael was trying to get him 50 tour, and he, they was like, they, he's like, just give me some sleep and nice and profile. Beyonce, don't be no dummy. If your foot is hurting, girl, take a rest. Because people don't be, it's, it's people paying a lot of money now, and people don't want to come see no half-ass Beyonce, okay? And you've been off for a few years. Shoot. Foot should have been here. You should have got that foot surgery two years ago. You knew you was going to be doing renaissance. Yes, I'm criticizing her. It must be something wrong with me because I say she should have got foot taken care of and all this a long time ago because you knew y'all usually, people are usually long. They have a long trajectory. You knew you was going to be taking this tour. You knew you was working on that album. Don't come out here and give me a short day when I came to see Beyonce. She looked pretty, though. Jamie Foxx's daughter says he's out of the hospital recuperating. This is according to TMZ.com. Jamie Foxx's daughter has had enough of the Internet running wild with theories about her dad saying he's now out of the hospital and recuperating. Corinne Foxx took to Instagram Friday writing, update from the family. Sad to see how the media runs wild. My dad has been out the hospital for weeks recuperating. In fact, he was playing pickleball yesterday. Thanks for everyone's prayers and support. Okay, let me just say this, okay? I have tried not to speak on the Jamie Foxx thing because I understand with celebrities, the first couple of weeks, the first week or two, they want to be kind of quiet about celebrities' conditions, especially if they're going through something and they're really sick because if they tell the public, hey, you know, they're not doing well, the public out of sudden, it's a negative energy. You don't want – y'all energy is very powerful. And for famous people, I, listen, this is where I, I really totally empathize with people who are famous and everything. Y'all – I know what it's like. I, when my grandma was sick, I wouldn't let no negative. I'd be like, uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. Ain't nobody coming over here with negativity, okay? We not And years ago, I had – my grandma had a, a sick – I'm going to tell you. Let me tell you all my cyber. You know how I like to tell, tell a story. Years ago, my granny got sick, okay, really sick couple times, you know what I'm saying? And but one time she was on like she had an operation, this was years ago, about maybe twenty years ago, okay? She had an operation on her heart and afterwards she got the hospital related illness or whatever. Uh stopped breathing for a minute, okay? They had to put her on a ventilator. Immediately people start getting negative. You know, people start saying negative, oh Lord, oh Lord. You know, we praying. They don't have no hope. And you can start hearing the death. They start giving death for death. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm just saying. So I know, I know spiritually. I was like, uh-uh, uh-uh. I said, listen, I called because, you know, I know the word God. I called the saints up. I said, could you come in here and pray and bring some anointing oil? They came around. My grandma was praying, so I didn't let nobody negative come nowhere near. I kept certain types of music playing. 
got in her her room, gossip music. I didn't play. I was like, nope, I ain't gonna come up in here with no negative. She even had a nurse that said something to me one night. I was coming out of there. I said, I felt like that nurse was like a death. Aunt. I didn't know what it was. I to me to this day, I was I'm suspicious because you know sometimes you gotta watch these nurses and doctors when you get your family in the hospital because they 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 crazy. Some of them think they. They being merciful and trying to give your family something. But this particular nurse, I didn't like his I didn't like him immediately. I just felt his energy. I was like, some off. And so like about third about fourth, fifth night she was on. And he said, uh, she he comes out, she's not really uh responding, she's not doing anything. So, you know, I mean, you guys better something. I remember better prepare something. He said, something. I was there by myself. I remember I said, I went right to the head nurse out there and said, Could you take him off my uh uh, and she said, what's wrong? And I told her what she said. She said, that is not true. She said, what is he talking about? But I knew something wasn't right. So we kept coming in out there. I was like, uh-uh. So I stood. I was like, nah, 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 nah. You know what I'm saying? I wouldn't let no negative energy. I was like, ain't nothing supposed to be negative. Right? <laughs> and by two, like that, 20-some years later, I still got my granny. Okay, but I'm just telling you, so I understand the, what happens specifically on even just a regular level with negativity, people coming at you with negative energy and stuff like that, and y'all kind of bring certain types of energy. So a lot of times the public, they keep the public down because they don't want all that negativity, like he dead, he gone, oh, girl, he ain't no good. Something done happened, he had no strokes. Oh, Lord, he ain't done. Oh, Lord. They don't want to hear it because that comes at them. They, they is a whole different energy, and you really got to have some shields, and stuff, spiritual shields to protect you. I ain't going to lie on that because there's so many energies that come at you. Even this shows like these where I'm sitting up here, you know, talking about Beyonce foot and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? It's all kind of energies all day coming at celebrities. And so I understand relatives wanting to keep quiet conditions early on because if their relative is touching and going, the moment they ask y'all to pray, y'all start saying, oh, Lord, oh, uh, uh, it's just a lot of negativity. People do that natural in life, but let alone when you're a celebrity and people's energies are coming at you by the thousands. You know what I'm saying? And uh, listen, you have to have a force So I respected that. I understood that uh, the first couple. However, I'm going to say this, and Lord, listen. I am glad. Listen, I am a Jamie Foxx fan. I went to go see Jamie Foxx when he first when he when he first had to blame it on the juice, got you feeling loose or whatever. And he did a half comedy show and half music show. One of the best shows I had ever been to. I mean, I laughed. He was funny, super talented, and, that, and Jamie just so like dope. Like he be talking to the audience and joking with us and everything. Like you know, and all that. I mean, he was just. Uh, infectious. I mean, you. I believe he really liked that in real life. I believe he like just cool. Like, like he a dude that you could just. I don't know what a person, but he feels like an energy that's just cool. Like you can hang with him and like be laughing all day and stuff. Like, like he's a cool person. So I, my hope is always for the best for somebody that talented. That that not only that talented, but that seems like such a great personality. Okay. However. After about a week or two, a couple of weeks of hearing about, because the negative energy was coming anyway. Because after a week, if, after a couple of weeks of not dating people, people will start making up their own narratives with famous people, okay? 
So this is where I'm going to say to Korean, this is not the media's fault. In some senses it is, but in some senses it's your family for not controlling the narrative of his health by keeping people updated. After about a couple of weeks, you should have came out, came out and updated them, had a have, have some family first person or something come out and say, hey, dad is well, he's back home, we wanted to clear up the rumors, he was playing pickleball yesterday. Don't try to criticize the media because he is famous. So there is a certain responsibility to you guys after a certain point to inform the public, especially if he's doing better, what's going on. You knew these rumors were out here. Now you come with, you got kind of, I understand you're going through a lot, but you're coming with kind of hardcore energy when it's partly your fault to control the narrative. Okay? So my personal opinion is I understood their need for privacy. I understood all that. I ain't, ain't upset with it. But what I didn't like, how she came out and responded, when they could have controlled that narrative, when you knew your people was up here praying for your daddy and hoping he's okay and worried, it's people who are big fans of Jamie Foxx, and you didn't come out and let them know he was at home and he's doing better, that's kind of wild to me. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, don't get mad at the press. I hate they made up those narratives, and they shouldn't be doing that, but you know how the fame game works. Okay, so, I mean, I just have to say they should have had control, more control of the narrative. And I hope he gets better, and hopefully the family starts to understand a little bit more how to gain control of those narratives. Because people were out here saying all kind of stuff. I mean, I done heard everything from uh, Jamie done got poisoned by Diddy. (laughs) I mean, allegedly, I can tell y'all what's out these streets. To Jamie, uh, Jamie had a nervous breakdown. To Jamie had a stroke. Jamie that had a heart attack. Jamie had a drug overdose. I mean, it's all kind of stuff. You ain't got to tell us uh, your business about what's exactly wrong, but you can tell us if he's at home and doing better and playing pickleball. That's all. That's all Jennifer Lopez out here arguing with Ben Affleck. According to Daily Mail, Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez are caught having another chance exchange when they are seen arguing while stopped at a red light. During talks that the actor is miserable in the mirror. Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez uh, says they were caught having yet another chance exchange in public. Uh, the couple who have been married for less than a year were driving in Beverly Hills earlier this month. They stopped at a red light and engaged in a heated conversation. Photos taken by the European tourists and obtained exclusively by Daily.com so visibly frustrating being who's behind the wheel talking to Jennifer as she sat in the passenger seat of Rivian Electric SUV with the windows rolled down. Okay? Uh, it's clear the two were arguing about something with a very animated being seen waving his hand up and down as they hung out the window. That don't mean they were arguing. That He could have been telling a story like, man, and he pissed me off, and he don't this and that. Y'all could be assuming. In fact, the pair seemed so engrossed in conversation, they didn't seem to be aware of anyone who could have been watching over here and nearby. Uh, maybe she was listening. I don't know if that means they was arguing, but I'll say this, Jennifer Lopez. Okay. Listen, 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 listen. Calvin already gave the discussion about being lost with on here. I mean, you know. Oh, Jennifer. I, you know, listen, 
sometimes the needs of like when you there's I hope it works out. That's all I gotta say. Okay, I hope it works out for her. It don't mean they was arguing, but I will say that sometimes there's a person in the relationship who gives their all, like they give so much because they want it to work so bad, and they see this person in a way that nobody else sees them. You know what I'm saying? Like they they see the beauty and you can look at Jennifer Lopez and I hope I'm not wrong about this about how I'm seeing her but you can look whatever the situation going on with her and stuff I've heard rumors over the years and stuff a lot of rumors but the way she looks at him and I think Diddy too when she had him in her younger years this girl wants she's a Leo she wants to all incompatible encompassing passionate love you know what i'm saying she wants love and she and 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 these type of men that she sees that beauty as things in she wants it from them because it sometimes sometimes says something about her you know what i'm saying i can, I that's what i feel about her and And sometimes we can give so much love to other people that we fail to give it to ourselves. And that's what I hope for Jennifer Lopez, that she starts to give that love. And she might not be wrong about being like being athletic. There may be some beauty in him that she sees that nobody else sees. When you see that, like, listen, if you, you, when you love somebody and you see some beauty in something, everybody else will say, girl, that's that ain't right. That's kind of over there. That's kind of slow over there or something like that. But you see something that don't nobody else see, can't nobody tell you nothing. So the thing is, is that you got to figure it out in yourself first so that you don't have to be giving everything to everybody. You don't give so much of yourself and ain't nobody giving nothing back but arguing. Okay? So I'm hoping Jennifer ain't, ain't out here in these streets, you know, just getting drugged by love. Okay? <laughs> Lord knows she's been drugged. Okay? She's been drugged. Okay? Drugged up okay? and down. Speaking of dragging, somebody, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I shouldn't be kidding on that guy. <laughs> Don't, nothing funny about domestic violence, okay? But these rumors I do not believe is true. Lord, I hope they ain't true. But it's rumors that Jonathan Majors is allegedly dating Megan Good. Okay? Now, this is according to uh, Bossup.com. They said Megan Good is reportedly dating Jonathan Majors amid domestic abuse case. And fans think it's either preposterous, PR stunt, or a red flag for their faith. Um, the news is shocking considering less than two months ago, Majors was in a relationship with a woman who accused him of assaulting her. Tim Lee reports a curious couple going between the Kang and the Conqueror, and Good is fairly new. But a source claims they've gotten close over the last several weeks. Uh, he says, uh, uh, TMZ says witnesses spotted good and majors going to the movies at Alamo Draft House in L.A. last weekend. Interestingly, none of those witnesses are even paparazzi caught the famous new couple on camera, making fans even more suspicious, okay? Um, let me just say this. First of all, you know, 
so the internet is speculating that someone from the actor's camp seemingly planted a story to distract from his loss of multiple movie roles and endorsement deals. Child, ain't no distraction from that. But I will say this. Megan, ain't she a Scorpio moon? What's Megan doing? She's Scorpio moon. She's a, uh, uh, see, cook with me. Oh, Lord, I think she's a Leo. Oh, Lord, what a Scorpio moon. Child, help us, Lord. Help us, Jesus. This is, this is what I think is. There's astrology, but trust is amazing. I need y'all to put. I need one of y'all to do an astrology thing. My astrologist out there, yes, Lord, it's a Leo with a Scorpio moon. Lord have mercy. I know because I'm a I'm a Scorpio with a Leo ascendant. Chief. Oh God, but the moon is different, and it's different when it's a Leo for me. Ooh, the fire and passion, child. She likes to run into some some things that's dominant. So yeah. Oh no, Megan, 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 Megan. I don't know if this is not a lie. Don't do. Listen. Give that man a rest. Let's see if the allegations are true on this man. That Leo sun and that Scorpio moon, child, what's that ascending on her? I can't remember what that ascending. North known Leo, oh, Jesus. Listen, Megan, 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 Megan. Staying off the coochie, 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 staying it off. Take a coochie contact. Okay. Now, I got to talk to people like this, okay? Calm it down because quiet down. You got to see this thing. This dude been having a lot of stuff about him out there, and I don't know if everybody been lying. Don't get caught up. Ooh, the man of spirit. They just will never let this go. They will have, listen, here. And see, I can say what I really think on Megan Good, especially with that other relationship, because I don't think it was what we think it was. But I digress on that, on my own suspicions. So I ain't going to put my suspicions out here. But here's my thing, okay? Megan. Calm down. Shut down. Sometimes you got to shut down just for a little bit to coot you. Just to get some, get your balance back. So you won't go into bad habits again. You won't be going into choosing wrong things again. But Leo and Scorpio be telling you, no, it's going out here. That Leo and Scorpio working together, ooh, that thing, that'd be hot. But I got a Virgo moon, which is my Virgo moon be checking people. Be like, nope, uh-uh. Like, uh-uh. Hold up. Calm down over it. Calm down, Leo. Calm down, Scorpio. Hey, you know, because, you know, we be seeing something. We see something we like. We just, we, we just dive in. Especially the Leos. The Leos be really out here. They just, ooh, they just dive in and start swimming all around and just be like, Don't do it. What's up, Okay. Somebody do a making good thing, okay? Please. I need y'all to do a try. So this is, oh my God, I'm just seeing it. I'm seeing this is not, that's not good. This is not good. From what I'm seeing, I wouldn't be surprised if she was dating him, okay? She's a dream. I don't know if it's anything better. That's you. 
I might speak to her senses, her common Scorpio moon to text some foolery. The Virgo will run it through the senses. But all these other things I'm seeing out here, I don't know. She possibly could go crazy. Listen, I need y'all astrology, my favorite astrologers. Please do what this would do. You see if she's capable. I just don't believe this. Megan Good, you ain't out here doing this with this bad for this going on. You's not out here messing with this man. And he's got all this going on. He just got keys to keeping somebody's butt. I know you ain't out here doing the more. Okay, I'm going to talk about Doja Cat. Y'all got a minute to talk about Doja Cat. Trashes her albums, Hot Pink and Planet Her, has cash grabs. This is according to avclub.com. After sending her previous two records to the litter box, Doja Cat announced the name of her new album, first of all. Y'all should buy a damn thing from Doja Cat, okay, after what she said. Doja Cat is throwing her old music under the bus. In recent Twitter posts, the multi-hyphenate rapper, singer, musician told fans that her platinum album 2019, Hot Pink, and 2021's Planet Her were crash cash grabs. Planet Her and Hot Pink were cash grabs, and y'all fell for it. Doja Cat tweeted, now I can go disappear somewhere and touch grass with my loved ones on an island while y'all weep for mediocre pop. The announcement was seemingly in support of building hype for her next album, which she says is not called Hell of Mouth, which should please the case-sensitive segment of her fan base. It's not called Hell Mouth either. It's called First of All. And, yes, I'm announcing the album right now. Those are recent tweets that signal some unease with her current place in pop culture landscape. My comment on IV used to be only positive because I was doing what everyone wanted me to do. And I love and I can see through all the bullshit now she tweeted. It's nice. Much love to everybody else that's been down since day one. I appreciate it. No, she don't. No, she don't. Listen, there's one thing if an artist said, hey, I don't feel like I gave y'all the best in my life last two albums. I can appreciate that, okay? Because a lot of artists lie. He's like, I was trying to be deep. I was trying to live. And, you know, y'all just ain't got it yet. In about 15 years, you'll get this album. Some dudes when they got a bad album, okay? Doja Cat just straight up said, it was for me to get some money out here. And y'all fools fell for it. What a way to treat your fans. What a way to talk ish to your fans who's supporting you and coming out here and seeing your shows and you telling somebody you, you, you it's a cat. We know a lot of y'all like that, but at least a lot of me. You don't come out and tell me straight up, it's a cash grab and and I don't care and uh, 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 I'm going to be enjoying my family while y'all sitting up here with mediocre over pop and, and living and, and, and from paycheck to paycheck in inflation. That's all I hear. I hear all that. And inflation's high. I'm going to be putting my feet in the grass. Dang, damn those cats. I said what I said. No, don't y'all be. So I've been out here. No, another thing. Tell me anything about Doja Cat. Doja, Doja Cat should be in the trash bin. Talking about she did a crack cash grab. And, and y'all fell for it. How disrespectful. Overlook, because I like that. That's my thing. I like that a little bit. And I, I ain't forgot that little, a lot of them little racist stuff she would say a little bit before. And black people have a, sometimes they have a hard time believing that other black people can be racist, but they can because we got a lot of mentally ill people. This happened right here. No. Go get some help, sis. I'm glad you got the cash grab. Maybe you need to go get some mental 
health health checkup. Okay, and you know what, fans? Y'all got to start checking these artists. These artists is getting out of control. Ungrateful. This helper ungrateful. And I heard she was giving mediocre concerts and food, and she had a nerve to come out talking about she's doing a cash grab. I did the last album was trash. Okay. When asked what changed, Doja responded that after Coachella, she felt burnt out on doing a bunch of shit she didn't believe in. She let Lemon to not producing anything personal and instead was cranking out digestible pop hits for children on Twitter to get into fights about. Also, you admit you was uh, 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 infecting kids with your crappy music. Y'all, y'all need to let this girl go, let her go, period. Like, let her go back to whatever little situation she need to go back to. I hear something. I, I did. It was a cash grab. I just was fooling y'all. People out here having a hard time. People taking their little hard-on money. Go see you in concert. Go support your little funky albums. And you got the dirt to sit up here and talk about these celebrities out of control. And they know they ain't getting over that much money no way. Those, I bet you didn't get that much money. You talking about a cash grab. How much of a cash grab, helper? Ungratefulness of it all. I mean, you can feel that way personally. I know a lot of artists be lying. I love you and all this. But... Let me say lie. Somebody come out here and say, say a cash grab. He says, cash. I mean, just tear, like, just tell her. And then she's going to try to go on and explain it because she realized she jacked up. And then she's going to say, well, I didn't get to do what I wanted to as a fist of pop. No, no, Helper, you said exactly what you needed to say. You said that you got your little money. And we fell for it. Well, you could take your little, your, your little, ass on out of here and we ain't got to buy another thing from you. I guess they use that money to get you some mental health care. I'm not cheap though. Well, these people, these people, these people are crazy. I think, like, some of these celebrities, I'd be like, are y'all serious? Like, the ungratefulness of it all. Like, do you know like, how many people want to be in your position? They shouldn't want to be because a lot of y'all is bummed. But they want to be, and the music industry be eating y'all alive. They just be eating on y'all like vegetables. What's my concern say? You're a vegetable, you're a buffer fade. That's what they, a lot of them just to, to the music industry. Okay. But yet they be trying to act like they real honest. I mean, you, if you're in the music industry right now, I'm going to tell y'all right now, you should be the most humble thing ever, especially if you're in R&B and all that stuff. So you're just, you're, it's getting rough out in these streets, okay? You're getting rough for the entertainers out in these streets, okay? You pawn tickets and all that stuff, you should be like, woo, you should be humble. You should be like, woo, hey, I'm just glad y'all came out to see me. <laughs> I know it ain't, we ain't selling records no more. I know. I'm just glad y'all took your time to travel here and just see me. I'm really, I ain't really all that, you know. I'm just ten dollars away from recruitment. Probably, I just made it probably twenty dollars profit over recruitment. Just recruitment money I had to pay back. 
I'm giving out for the recruitment for two, three hours ago. I'm just glad to see y'all. <laughs> I mean, they're they a lot. It's a lot. It, they done got so bad, they lying on how how great they are. Lying. I don't think I told y'all what I was talking about, Janet Jackson. I forget. Somebody, I just had a thought. I don't know why I had a thought about Janet Jackson. Too. No, I was saying about Janet Jackson and Big Cole. So I was talking about Tina Turner, and I meant to talk about Janet Jackson. Janet Jackson, one of the reasons I don't like the, what, what I'm seeing on these tour clips, I don't like Janet and them outfits. Janet, too. Uh, first of all, you, what is Janet, 55 or something? Janet, you're too young to be dressing like that. That's, I got, I just, I just thought about that. That's a sidebar. Okay. Janet's out here, she's out here with these big suits on. I'm like, we, Janet, come on now. You look good. Here, you know what it looked like to me? I'm going to tell you, I don't like that either, okay? Even though Janet Janet, okay? Janet's dancing and stuff too, and, you know, but she be putting her hand in little ponytails and, I know she ain't got over the gym, like, Chad, I'm just trying to get out here. I'm trying to do the best I can. I'm trying to get this money grab real quick myself. Okay, I'm this tour. They're selling coupon tickets. I saw the other day where they were selling Janet Jackson tour tickets. They said $25. For the $25 and a hot dog, no offense. I love Janet. Okay, I've been seeing Janet a lot. But I'm just trying to say. <laughs> and all the celebrities came out for her show at Madison Square Garden. I mean, she was taking pictures with everybody from Buster Rise, Maxwell, I mean, everybody, okay? I mean, but Jen, you got to do something with these clothes. What is going on? I just, it, part of the Janet allure to me is a little bit the outfit. I mean, it's a little bit of sexy. It's like she's trying to leave the sexy behind. Like she's trying to be like a, just a, and you know what it feels like? I'm going to tell you what it feels like. Don't be honest. Because Janet to me has become more and more, this is just a sidebar. I don't know why I'm talking about this. Janet has become more and more where I look at her and I see a lot of Torian traits, like giving you an illusion of one thing, but she's a whole nother thing. <laughs> I feel like that. I said, girl, you can't fool me with that Taurus, uh, uh, what's that, that Taurus, uh, 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 sun sign and that Scorpio ascendant. Mm-hmm. Now you a freak out in these streets, girl. I used to be. Be playing. You think you Her birthday coming up, right? Sixteenth. Happy birth early birthday, Jim. Who you think you trying to put? Okay. These big ass clothes. That's all I want now. On this two. You know, big old jumpsuit. Who you think? I know, but it's Tauruses like to do that. Let me tell you, my mom is a Taurus. Tauruses will, sometimes they be in jogging suits all day and stuff like that. I mean, you really got to peep their sensuality. Now she's trying to bring that stuff out on stage. You know, I understand what Tauruses will sometimes be like, they'll either be the extreme, like where they really dress fixing, or they'll be like, I'm putting on my jogging suit, I'm home, chilling. <laughs> Unless you peek them sexually, then they be like, whoa, wait a minute, hold on. <laughs> oh, I love Tauruses. Tauruses are the best. 
they money, but they about that money too. People don't understand that. I'm uh, listen. Taurus is about that life. They about that life. Not money, really. They about confidence, and they know one of the ways they get that is through financial gain. Okay, so that's you know. I just thought about that. I just thought about Janet because I remember because I was talking about her earlier, and I forgot to. You know how y'all know how I be on this show that y'all listen. I forgot to mention what I was talking about with Janet. Okay, so yeah, but uh, y'all got to start being more grateful on these tours. Okay, I need y'all to be a little bit more grateful and a little bit more humble. Be glad folks is coming out here to see you. Let's talk about Janelle Monet. Welcomes the Age of Pleasure with Racy Lipstick Loving Video. It's from Vibe.com. Janelle Monet is sensual and sure in her newest video, Lipstick Lover. Released on Thursday, May the 11th, the reggae-infused track comes with NSFW official motion picture co-directed by 37-year-old Alan Ferguson. The visual highlights the beauty of queer love, community through sexy displays of physical touch, affection, colorful dancing, and shared cigars. The song Lipstick Lover, I'm like, why didn't I write this song years ago, explained the 37-year-old to Zane Lowe on Apple Music, where they premiered the single. Because if you know me today, I don't have any have on any red lipstick, but I'm always in red lipstick. And there have been so many instances where I've made out with somebody at a party, and it's dark. Nobody notices it. But when the lights come on, whoever I've made out with, lipstick all over their face. And then I've also been on the receiving end of human of a human who's so attractive or I get home, and I'm like, oh, my God, I have lipstick all over my face. And I've been the lipstick lover where you know exactly who I kiss, okay? Along with the sensual song and video, the Glass Onion store revealed details on our upcoming Age of Pleasure. All the songs are written from such an honest space. Look at it. It never stops. Even with this album, this project, I'm just like, you know what? It takes work. And I learn things all over again. I have to practice, and I have to. And thank God I love songs, yeah. So it's always a fun thing to do. It's like starting a blank, uh, starting on a blank canvas, to be honest here, okay? I told y'all inflation's high. This is like starting the OnlyFans. When you you just like, you've been like out here, you've been you've been doing something. You like, listen here, I need I need to get some money, and you start an OnlyFans, you know, and you you own the like you can start an OnlyFans for a lot of stuff. It don't just have to be sexual stuff, okay? But you but a lot of times people use it for sexual stuff, and so you like trying to get some extra money. This is Janelle Monae, okay? I told y'all, Janelle Monet is like, child, I'm tired of people just knowing me by name only. Okay? I want y'all to name two of my sons at the party. I already told y'all this last week what's going on with Janelle Monet. I want y'all to know me besides being coming to sing at Prince's. Uh, what's that thing at BET? Y'all, besides knowing me, I'm real pretty. And I want you to know I'm 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 queer and making out at parties, and I'm wild. I'm really a wild child up in here. <laughs> Woo-hoo. I'm be making out with people in the dark. I'm really a hoe in these streets. I want y'all to know that because I need to make some money out in this and we should. Oh, she's sad, of course. Mm-hmm. You know, I love it because she, she did some sad shit, right? Like, okay, let's talk about it. She went from you like that preaching, misogynistic, preaching certain music, 
preachy. Kind of, you know, because Sagittarius do that. I got Mercury. I got a Mercury in Sagittarius. I got something else in Sagittarius, too. So I get it because I can be preachy sometimes. You know, like that Sagittarius, because Sagittarius are about spirituality and, 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 and spiritual environment, but they also the loose ones in the Zodiac. They also the wild child of the Zodiac a little bit. They can be kind of wild, right? So she, now she out, she ready in that, she in that Sag freedom stuff. Like, and I'm kind of border. I'm a little bit scrubby, but I'm kind of bordering stash, they say. Oh, <laughs> oh she really let them know that. She really, that stash ready to come all the way out. I see you, Janelle. Get that money, girl. I see what you're trying to do out here. Trying to get you tired. Janelle Monet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Homegirl, Danielle Monet. Yes, girl, Kansas City girl. Yeah, I see you, girl. Something about us little Midwest Kansas City girls, huh? But you a little wild with it. I see what you doing. You say, child, honey, I got to make this money out here. So I ain't trying to play out here. It's lipstick. I'm lipsticking it up. I'm I'm showing coochie cat. I'm showing boobies. I'm showing it all, okay? It's time for me. Y'all are quitting looking at me and saying, well, I feel you, Janelle. It's a hot message. It's Twilight Zone, I tell you. And everybody wants to tell people they gay. Everybody ready to tell them. They're, it's, it's, it's wild. If I'm a gay community, I'd be like, this is wild. Oh, I like a little, everybody got a little, I like a little, you know, cootie story. Like a lot of women's coming out. You got Monet. Now you got Janelle Monet. But the Janelle Monet is always getting out that energy. You got everybody. Just, I want lipstick on my neck. I got this and that. Yeah, y'all wild out y'all. So. <laughs> Ooh-hoo. Uh, woo-hoo. You heathens, okay? Heathens. <laughs> y'all ready? This inflation got everybody showing out. Everybody is showing out in the age of inflation, okay? Everybody ain't got, hey, so I got hey, these videos. I got to throw away them. Little suits I had on, all that. Okay. It's time to get real. We talk about Anita Baker. Child, I ain't gonna go. Y'all got mad at me for talking about Auntie Anita a few years ago. You know, I love Anita Baker, but I ain't surprised about her energy. Y'all done heard, I done told y'all. I was already talking. You got to go back to the old show. I already said. Now, the other night, apparently, and she had a show somewhere, and Baby Day had sold out, and she wanted her time. I don't know if Baby Face showed up late. They said they was having technical difficulties. Well, Miss Anita, allegedly, they said, wanted stuff right, okay? And so it left Baby Face not being able to perform, you know, because Miss Anita wanted her time to herself, and all that allegedly, they said, Miss Anita, I love you. I'm a Nita Baker fan, child. I listen, it's not a, 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 a week that go by and hurt some of these babies. But, you know, sometimes. But let me just say this, okay? Ain't 1989, sis. That's baby face over there. And secondly, ain't nobody just come see you, Otis. We love you, but ain't nobody just come see you. You got baby face on that show. You got to make sure that baby, everybody got their package, you deal, okay? I know you can carry a show by yourself, Anita. I know it. 
And a lot of people still say you doing that hot yeah, that talking from the stage. Hey, hi, oh God. Have you ever seen a Nice Baker in concert? Ah, she talks, she be talking to everybody, she in the audience. I digress. But anyway, listen. Yeah, okay. We I I heard about that. Okay. We we should heard of that. Okay. Uh Nick Cannon. Should I end it with a Nick Cannon story? Y'all love me to talk about Nick Cannon around here. Y'all me and you know what? Me and Nick Cannon would be great on the radio show together because every day I'd be talking about this book. I would have no I'd be like, try something. it up. I've been reading STD stories every day. <laughs> anyway, this is me. Nick Cannon is still in love with ex Jessica White following their miscarriage. Nick, the Daily Cannon host 42 made the admission during an interview on the Jason Lee Show Monday, Colin White, 38, beautiful at my knees. The, that woman has overcome so much. And is just a light, an angel to so many who operates on her higher frequency, just the father as well. Cannon then applauded White for sharing her pregnancy loss in 2021 with Jason Lee. When she shared that, when it comes to any of my mothers of my children, those type of things, to someone who has lost a child, especially when you're dealing with the mother, there's no age stage where you can say their emotions should be when losing the child. Okay. Let's just talk about him singing, she's his muse. Okay. But Jessica, don't fall for the hype. Obviously, there's not, I haven't heard a song made about you, but there have been Mariah Carey songs out here, okay? Um, Jessica, don't come back. This is, this is a play to see if he can add you to the harem, okay? This is just, this is a play. Yeah, I understand it. She's beautiful. I'm still in love with her. She's my muse. This is what this means. I really want some of that again. She kind of gave me some inspiration. She is fine. That's what that was, okay? It, and I'm in love with her means I love the feeling I get with her. Feeling the love. This, she she rises my dopamine level. That's good. Don't go back, Jessica. Don't get pregnant. If you got some new men out there, don't. Move on. Just keep forward in life. Keep keep forward. Look straight in the head, straight ahead. Don't look back. So that's nice. I'm glad I'm your muse. Keep looking at pictures or whatever that you need to get to get inspiration. But sir, you will not get this kitty cat anymore. Okay, that's what you need to say. So you will not impregnate this kitty cat anymore. Okay, just the guy is good. He, you, you, you was able to get away. Stay away. Stay away. This is somebody testing the waters, just seeing if he can. Is it out there still? She still got it for me. Can I get it back? He's been doing a lot of talking lately. Oh, I don't like Nick Cannon anymore. I used to love Nick Cannon. It's just like, oh my God. Like, you're a real dusty. Like, you're a real dusty. And I just can't believe it. Like, he's a a dusty that I got a warm woman over. So we go in today. So oh, we got to end it with a good song, y'all. Because <laughs> we at the end. I'm at the last two minutes. You guys, just thank you for hanging out with me like you do every week. I appreciate y'all so, 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 so much. Y'all know I appreciate it. Listen, we going out with one of my favorite, favorite Payla Bell songs. It's inspiring. I just love it. Stir it up. 
It's the CC Show. I'm Carlotta, and I will see y'all sometime. This is y'all know when we come with... I'm going to try to do the show at some point again, okay? Because I have some more stories for y'all. But, you know, I may tell some of the stories in, in Overdrive, okay? So make sure you listen to the archive show if you miss the Overdrive. All right, so we leave it out with Taylor Bell. Stir it up. It's the CC Show. I'm Carlotta. I'll see y'all. Have a good weekend. Her essay to date her. 
<laughs> I saw that this weekend. I was like, really? I mean, this is how tough y'all, this is how dating, this is how I be out in these streets. I make men submit a 500-word essay to date me. Don't waste my time. This is according to NewYorkPost.com. This chick says, one woman is looking for the right man. Lauren Kempton from England requires her students to write a 500-word essay if they want to date her. Feeling fed up with online dating, Kempton revealed a dating strategy last year that resurfaced recently. Asking for an essay is definitely a good way of weeding out what you don't want, she said. On the 36-year-old Hinge account, she made it clear if they wanted to have a chance with her, they must submit an application explaining how you will not waste any my time. It shows you who they are, and uh, they have to read your profile and understand your humor, she quit. She initially added the requirement to her profile as a joke, but many bachelors took it seriously, okay? Let me, let me just say this, okay? Some of y'all, I love that y'all got so much confidence, as I said. I love that y'all feeling yourself out here. Child, I love it, okay? Feel good. Love yourself. Think you fine, because God knows I think I am. <laughs> but listen, all right? 500-word essay, we doing a little much. That's doing a lot out here. Come on, girls. Come on. 500-word essay. 500 word. And some people just know how to write, baby. Some people just know how to write, okay? That don't mean you're going to really find a real thing. It's just like a man who knows how to write a good love song, okay? It's a lot of men who know how to look with love, right? It's a lot of these singers out here that start to be writing great love songs. But in their real life, they too romantic. They be, that's why they be hoeing all over the place. They be romancing everybody. <laughs> So writing don't tell you nothing about nobody. Some people just know how to write real good. <laughs> y'all wild out here, y'all choices. Listen, the best way to still get to know somebody and everything is just getting on good old fashioned, getting to know people. Hi, how you doing? Hey, what you interested in? Getting to know, going out, talking to people, getting, you know, in the atmosphere of people, talking on the phone to people and stuff like that. Cal, what's wrong with y'all? Have people write a 500-word essay. Is that crazy? <laughs> I mean, this is a wild, wild street out here. I don't know what y'all doing today. I'm, I'm at a loss. I'm, I'm, I'm like, you feel over different. 500-word essay? Maybe it's a, is that a London thing? I mean, my UK listeners tell me, is that is that the thing y'all requiring nowadays? A 500-word essay for men. To prove that they want to, they can, that you won't waste their time. Child, he be writing up, some men can write up some good stuff and waste all your time. <laughs> all right, you guys. Thanks again for hanging out with me like you do every week. I'm out. Have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. Child, I don't know if I'm going to be having a part two. Y'all, be, y'all know how I'm saying part twos and stuff like that. Y'all know how I be doing. And then I end up not doing it. Child, it be a mess. Y'all be talking about me, so I'll. I'm not going to chat. I'm not going to promise nothing. I'm just going to be saying, see y'all when I see y'all. <laughs> see y'all when I see y'all, okay? Y'all be like, Carlotta, you are wild, okay? Listen, no, I am. I'm really I'm really not this goofy. That's just only this goofy. I be telling people, this is, that's why y'all be asking me to bring your show to YouTube. I be like, am I really going to be able to bring it to YouTube? Because, this is, you know, I do it for therapy. And now people going to be seeing, you know, I, I've been into YouTube and I just it's like I'm going to be doing my therapy on YouTube. And y'all, they rough over there in them YouTube streets. I'm just kind of scared of them. <laughs> okay? But, you know, we'll see. Okay? We'll see. Like, I've been, I've been, I will let y'all know if we're going to, we're going to expand the platform. Okay? Man, I've been playing the safe, huh? Y'all don't want me to play the safe no more. Thank you for those of y'all who be encouraging me and telling me y'all. 
Okay, I may take it over there, okay? I take it somewhere else, all right? But it's still going to be on Black Talk, okay? Because Black Talk, we love Black Talk Radio, all right? So I am out. I will see you guys. Let me see. What are we going to go out with? What time need to go out with? I don't know. What time need to go out? I don't know what song I can play for y'all. Uh, let's go out with... I don't know. Oh, you know what? Let's do a Dina Howard, Freak Like Me. I'll see y'all, okay? I'm out. Have a good Saturday.